Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Podcast in a Half Shell. As always, I am your co-host with the co-most, Duncan, and sat to the left, to the left, as always... It's me. That's uh, that's the delightful dulcet tones of uh, Stacey, Bob, underscore, T, dash, Twitter, Twitch, Periscope, Taylor, or whatever, I don't know. Telly. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. Been on the telly and everything. Yeah, you have. That's what the T stands for in Stacey T. <laughs> Stace Bob Telly. Yeah. <laughs> that is what it stands for. I'm not going to tell anyone what it was because I hated it. I hated every minute of seeing myself on the telly. So I, I, it was a Doritos advert, wasn't it? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I learnt that I've definitely got a face for podcasting. Oh, no, no. See, I'm going to... De- that's, no, that's horse feathers. Just no. the personality for um, a darkened room. Unfortunately. I was going to say podcasting, but then he can hear you. Gee, thanks. Uh, I heard you be a delightful mess with poor old <laughs> Kevin Eastman and have promised him a, t- a picture of you on the toilet. Doing a sick. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened there. I really panicked about that interview. Like, proper, like, I had the anxiety shits, like, three <laughs> times, two, three times beforehand. Uh, and... and you told him. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, I thought, do you know what? I'm not going to put on any airs and graces because people keep... The the advice I kept getting before speaking to him was, well, he's just a guy. Just talk to him like you would any normal guy. And because I'm the queen of being too open about things, my immediate reaction to that was, tell him you've just shit yourself. Uh, he seemed to think I was all right, though, I guess. Oh, he seemed like a really nice chap. But if you've not listened to that... Do it. Do it now. It was good. I was a mess. I was an absolute No, mess. no, you weren't. It was re- Honestly, it was really good. We started talking about the image run towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah, I had I to really that. try hard not to go, it was very good though, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I know, bless him. I was, I was just was like, cool, like, that was Aw. mental, wasn't it? Well, I was going to say, I was thinking like when he said, oh, they're going to colour it, I was like, oh, we might be able to finally tell what was going on during it. Do you know, it. that was my main thought is that like, perhaps that will make it better. Because the incomprehensibility of the art was already it like the biggest. The story, though, will it? I'm so not, I might still get it though, just for completion's sake. No, no, it no. It depends no, no, how expensive no. it is. You will get it. I know the. I know. Spoiler alert! I already <laughs> know how this story ends. You will get it. Yeah, I will. There's no like question about that. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you that it will still not be very good. But bless him, he can't really talk smack about his own products. He's got to, yeah. you know, wants you to. He's got you to buy it. He's got to pay his. Uh, Put his kids through school and that. Yeah, I'm that's still... not me slating Kevin Eastman, by the way. Just so I say, you know. I'm... Oh no, I um, if I could make money off of one thing the way that he makes money off of turtles, mm-hmm. I would absolutely do it. Mm. No questions asked, unless it involved me going on the telly. <laughs> God, I hate it so much. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, so there's been a new turtles film come out. There has been a new turtles film come out. I done uh, saw it at the cinema on the day it came out. There were so many kids there. I don't know why you were surprised by that, though. I don't know why. I just thought, oh, it's a bank holiday Monday. Maybe they'll all be at Butlins or the whatever the fuck. Butlins. <laughs> they'll be on a Haven How caravan holiday. There are other holiday theme park things available, but um. You're not on the radio. <laughs> you don't have to put. You don't have I know, to say I could that. Could have just cut it out. But treat, treat this like the Jeremy Vine show. You, you can you can talk about products on that as well. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know why. I just assumed kids would be doing other things like frolicking in a park. No. Hassling some ducks and geese and that. No. But no, that would be ridiculous. Are, there are a lot of kids there. Yeah, I hate kids at the cinema. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's there was, nothing worse. There was one kid, because I was sat next to a lady, and her kid was, like, the other side of her. And, because uh, if the kid was the other side of me, that would have been weird. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And the kid just like constantly was just asking questions and going, when are Bebop and Rocksteady coming back? Mm. Where's the Krang and the, what's the, what's this and who's that? And I was just like, oh, watch the fucking film, maybe I'll know. I wound up getting, um, this was a long time ago when I was a bit younger when um, Cheaper by the Dozen came out and we won free tickets to see it at the cinema. Okay. Oh, uh, oh no, we didn't pay to go see it anymore because <laughs> it was not a great film. No. And um, it made me sad because Steve Martin's in it. Yeah. But anyway, that anyway. aside, I was sat behind a kid like that that was like, Mummy, they've turned the light on. Mummy, there's a frog. Like, yes, your parent has eyes. And why aren't they telling you to shut the fuck up? Mm. I wouldn't take the boys to anything except like kids' screenings until I got them to an age where they could understand... To shut the fuck sh- up. Shut the fuck up, yeah. <laughs> because when you're at the cinema, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. You put your phone away. You don't get it out while somebody whilst the film's on. Yeah. During the trailers, that's fine. Once the once the big you know BBFC board comes up with the rating and everything, you shut the fuck up. You, you whisper if you yeah. have to tell anything, you know. I'm, we, I don't um, mind like leaning over and having a little like you know making a joke or whatever, but yeah, but as long as it's like a quick whisper, yeah. Yeah. There was a that I think it was when me and Rich went to see the Nice Guys. Uh, it says Total Tangent from Turtles mm. Bees, but Same there good. was there was a, yeah, it's amazing, it's good. Like really good. Um, but there was a there there was a guy a few rows ahead of us who like proper had his phone out like scrolling through Twitter like really bright and stuff. <sighs> so some other dude in a row a couple of rows behind that guy just went and started, like, tearing him a new one. Good. And I was like, neither of these things are acceptable in the cinema. Like, quietly tell him to quit it. Put your phone away. Yeah, but somebody that selfish ain't going to listen to a polite, you know, That's pack true. the fuck up. I'd have just picked up his phone and lobbed it across the room and been like, fucking check it now, you bitch. Anyway. <laughs> I'd have gone up to him and turned my... Um... Turned my torch on on the other side of the camera and just walked up to him and went, that's what we're all seeing. And just shoved it right in his eyes and gone, there are you prick. Hope your retinas have gotten all fucked up. That's another one as well. People who can't either use the toilet before they go in or hold it in like a fucking grown-up. <laughs> now, come on, what if we've got incontinence issues? Wear a nappy. You've got me They there. met grown-up ones. You yeah, know. you've got me there. If I had my own cinema, you'd have to wear a little bit of duct tape with a little slit so you can put in a straw to have a drink. Because I'm not an animal, right? No popcorn, it's too noisy. You can buy no it. Nachos. But gonna... No nachos. No, fuck Why are nachos a cinema snack, man? I do not know. Nonsense. But no eating no, no eating noisy food. You can have Maltesers, they're quiet, as long as you don't ruffle in the back. No, but you've got to suck them. You've got to suck them, otherwise they're crunchy. Yeah, but if you're sensible and keep your mouth closed, you can crunch them quietly. Again, if you're not a child, it's not that difficult. <laughs> you keep your mouth closed. But I'd also met people wear a nappy. And that was episode one of Cinema Etiquette with Stacey Dunk. Moving on to... Oh, I could... Oh, no. Oh, honestly, <laughs> on, I... Yeah. But anyway, so you went to go and see it at the cinema. I did. Yes. Opening day, all that shenanigans. I also went to the cinema. How did you feel about it? Do we want to dive in and then talk about overall feelings at the end or do it the other way around? Um, to quote Louis Walsh, I liked it. I liked it as well. It was nothing groundbreaking... Um, it was some good dumb fun. Yeah. I've seen so many mixed, and I mean hella mixed reviews of this, because mm. the, the, the movie from 2014 that this is the sequel to, most people seem to think that it was an enjoyable nonsense romp. Mm. And so it got sort of broadly, incredibly average reviews for the most part. This movie seems to be garnering all kinds of levels of either hatred or like pure love. I've seen people say that this is the best movie version of the Turtles ever made. I'd say it's the. 
No. No, I wouldn't, that, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't go that far. But it's very clear that the people who made it have got a lot of love for the characters yes. and the franchise. And it was yeah. nice to see almost like, almost, because it's, it's almost as if this is a completely different film to the first one. Like tonally and everything. Like the first one was a bit more serious. Yeah, it had just some daft moments. But yeah, it was. Um, no, it's, I think they took on board all the criticisms that people had of the first one, and I think they've done a decent job with it. And it was mm-hmm. nice to see. Like, I think the thing is, is I love the first one, but the first one's more of a film, like the original nine, the nineties one is more of a film based on the comics. Yeah. Whereas this is almost more of a film based on the eighty-seven the series. Yeah. Yeah, but with like smatterings of the IDW series mm-hmm. uh, and the Nickelodeon series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's I'd probably say it's more like that. It's more like a big screen version of the '87 Turtles, but probably like they've got better personalities. They're not all one turtle with different voices. Yeah, I I have a really weird relationship with this movie because I have many, and we'll get into them. Many, mm. many, many problems. Yeah, I can see some it. of which are small, some of which are fairly massive but i really enjoyed it and the more i think about mm. it the more i enjoy it and i do really want to see it again oh i'm looking forward to going seeing it again yeah before before it goes out of cinemas i would like to pass it through my eyes once more but the the two biggest things that i noticed about it one is a massive plus the other is a bit of a minus the plus is dumping johnny knoxville and letting pete project have a go yeah because he is an I'm infinitely sure better the, leo i'm sure during the entirety of this we're going to mispronounce his name yeah constantly. i don't know how you pronounce it but i have a feeling that an s and a z together make a j sound but i mm. don't know please correct me on that internet so i they think won't. they couldn't project... even give you a, they couldn't even give us questions for uh for, <laughs> episode for 50 of the part yeah exactly yeah and fuck you, you audience and I'd, I'd argue you get more <laughs> listeners on the pot mind you having said that didn't you announce it on this as opposed to on the parlor yeah because or... i'm an idiot i yeah, didn't think about point. doing it until too short notes because sometimes i forget mm. that my episodes are monthly <laughs> so when i announce something it's all of a sudden like a day before any why so that was the the major plus for me is that i felt like really leo good. was proper good but one of the minuses was this movie has a lot less actual fighting in it than the 2014 one like there's an awful mm. lot of falling down stuff and dodging and ducking and diving and swishing and swirling there's a lot less actual hand-to-hand action which yeah, I hadn't even really thought about it, but you're right, yeah. It annoyed me. It really annoyed me because one of the things I really liked about the 2014 one was that a lot of the fight sequences were proper tits. Mm. Uh, like Raph versus the Shredder while all the yeah. other boys are in the tanks and stuff. Like, that's brilliant. Whereas this, you don't really see any proper f- combat until uh Krang fight. And even that's a lot of ducking and diving of tentacles. Yeah, because there's not machines. much of um, there's not much of a fight between them and Bebop and Rocksteady, really. No, is there? that's it's a that's like a lot of like weapons flying around and him shooting everything with a tank and so on and so yeah. forth. Should we it? just dive into the film because we've sort yes. of started? Okay. Well, it starts being a year on from last films. Yeah, the Shredder's been arrested. Yeah. Somehow he survived that fall. Which I don't think I don't think he would have done regardless of wearing that suit of armor. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, I'm pretty sure that suit of armor would have been the thing that had killed him when he landed. Yes, considering how because it's made of knives. Yeah, exactly. It is. (laughs) It's absolutely made of knives. Doesn't make any sense. The thing that bothered me about the opening of this movie because we do see a lot of like really cool like the turtles are doing all their running along the rooftops, Mm. striking hard into the night beers. There's a cracking. I don't know why I liked this so much, but there's a cracking bit where they just do the still screen and the name of the the turtle pops up. And yeah, yeah. I really liked that. 
But what bothered me was the start of this film is them sort of sneaking into. It looks like they're above. They're above a basketball game, like yeah, it, on the, the inside. Yeah, the the inside they're of inside something. Of the, like it's it's it'd be like the scoreboard, the jumbotron sort of thing that's okay. right in the center of the court. That's what they were. So they're sitting up there eating some pizza and watching the game from above, and that's when we find out that somehow Vern took all the credit for the capturing of the shredder. Now, yeah. One of my one of my bigger problems with this movie is that they try and build up the Shredder as being a proper terrifying, legitimate threat, mm. which almost immediately makes Bebop and Rocksteady's stupidity completely out of place. They do not belong with a Shredder that's because they're very much the eighties Bebop and Rocksteady. Like yeah. they're stupid. They just run into things and mm. they laugh and they snort, smack each and, other about. Yeah, and and there's like and it's fun, but. The Shredder's there trying to be like a legit threat to the to the city and those two are just like barreling into each other and making fart jokes mm. and it's like Bebop and Rocksteady worked in the 80s cartoon because Shredder was a bit shit as well. Mm. He was like, he'd always be like, oh, are you bumbling fools or whatever, but, yeah, but he was pretty, a bit of a bumbling fool and all. <laughs> I know they're kind of terrifying in the IDW series, but they are mm. also kind of bumbling and stupid, mm. but in a respect that they're su- stupidly strong, which is why they're a threat. Yeah, because they're all—I mean, especially like Rocksteady, who's borderline impervious to damage at, to a certain extent. Like that bit in the when he first get when they first get turned in the comics, and they like smashing up buildings and stuff, and it falls on them, and they don't even feel it. Mm. Like that's it would have worked if they'd gone with that angle. Yeah, yeah. I, I just felt like they were trying too much to do the eighties Bebop and Rocksteady, mm. and it didn't fit with this supposedly terrifying Shredder. Because why would you trust Bebop and Rock? I'm jumping ahead here. I always do this, but why would you trust Bebop and Rocksteady to like charter a private jet to like Brazil to pick up some little alien artifact thing when they can't even be in a lab without smashing the bejesus out of everything and each other and then going, That's when they're human. man. That's when they're human as well. <laughs> yeah. They're smashing it about. They're terrible. Yeah. Like, Seamus licks a Petri dish at one point, and I'm like, these dudes are fools. Why are you uh, trusting them with like the main thing of your plot? Why would you let them go and charter the plane? Because like, a giant, you know, I anthropomorphic assume... warthog and <laughs> rhino man are going to stand out in a crowd. Yeah, I assume I assume that the guys, the pilots of that plane are like well in Shredder's pocket. Mm. We've skipped ahead. So anyway, the turtles are watching the game. Oh, hang on, can I just say that bit in the plane where, where Rocksteady's firing the gun? Because I did like that bit where he's like, mm. sorry, my bad, that was kind of cute. But when this firing and the pilots like eject, there's no way they they got riddled with bullets. Oh god, gotcha. yeah. The trajectory of the gun. I saw it and it was like absolutely. And I was did. looking at it. I was like, oh my god, they've just been ripped to shred well, by it, bullets. And then they fly out and like launch their parachutes. Like no, especially no, because Donnie then gets into the cockpit and goes, oh fucking hell, everything's been shot to bejesus buggery. Yeah. You like well, if everything in the cockpit that could stop you from crashing this plane is shot, they're dead. Anyway, back to the beginning. Yeah, so, <laughs> so at the basketball game and Vern's taken Vern's, Vernon, sorry, yeah. is uh, has taken the credit for defeating the Shredder. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those sort of plot points where it's like, don't think about it too much. Yeah, I think it was one of those things that I understand why they did it because they wanted the turtles to not be a thing. Like, mm. but at the end of the first movie, they are stood there, all four of them, holding on to a thing that just fell off a building next to the body of the Shredder. There's yeah. got to be someone around who saw yeah, that. Yeah, but ninjas. Ninja. Ninjutsu. Okay. I'll let you Strike hard and fade into the night in the middle, of the, day, using their, in the middle uh, of the day. Maybe they were using their like magical chi powers. Um, mm. No, they're not. Mutation style, they're not. They're um, not. Venus de Milo. Oh, God. <laughs> 
So yeah, so they 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 they're choosing to spend their time watching the Knicks game. They get a little bit excited, hoping that he's going to give them some props. And then he said, "It's uh, Will Arnett being daft and Will Arnetty, which I like because I, like, I, I like, like Will Arnett. Will Arnett yeah. Don't we all? Good old Lego Batman." <laughs> so he's um, sorry, I got worried for a minute then because it, it looked like he had frozen uh-huh. the uh, the recording. Sorry about that, people breaking the fourth wall there. <laughs> Um, ruining the illusion, ruin, ruin the illusion of the podcast. Um, the illusion of professionalism yeah. that we're just oozing right now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so anyway, they they've they've got like a, they've got this a pea shooter or something that they're choosing to fire at him from quite a distance just yeah. to mess with him. Um, Mikey drops a slice of pizza on the court and somebody oh, pizza that was delivered by my friend Kevin. Yes, my yes, best mate Kevin. That's it. Nice little cameo. Right there, flat, straight on in the screen as well. Even name checks him. Yep. There was a, there was, a, I can't remember which website it was that like ran an article the following day that was like, oh, there was a lovely name check of Kevin Eastman in the uh, new Turtles movie, and he was like, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, drop some pizza. Yeah. On so the then they, they, they do a run. There's um there's a really prevailing theme in this movie of Mikey wanting to wander around like a normal human being. Oh yeah, that's it because straight after it's like a, it's the carnival, isn't it's it? It's like Halloween, Halloween carnival parade thing. And he meets a man who's the transformer because Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've seen that guy before in videos. He is really it's a really cool costume, but It is, yeah. 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 The fact that he can actually transform is pretty brilliant. Yeah, and roll around as well like yeah. a car. But anyway, that's not the no, no, that's it. And then they, so he, he's, uh, yeah, one of the themes is that they want to be up and about on the surface. I suppose one of it's kind of, it's one of them that's very resolved very quickly, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the things that they obviously bring in to add a bit of extra tension to the movie because the actual tension between like the turtles and Shredder is not that strong. No, because um, the Shredder's dispatched quite, he's, he's quite quickly, really, in favour of Krang. Yeah. Which I'm fine with because I was worried because. I was thinking like, oh no, you know, I don't want, I don't know how they're going to do it this time because he's not got that giant suit of armor, and they're basically like incredibly roided out versions of the turtles, so that he doesn't really stand a chance against them. So you know, they've got to up the threat a little bit. So they had somebody else in a suit instead this time, Krang, <laughs> which I didn't mind because I actually really liked the suit, and Me you know, too. and I enjoyed Brad Garrett as well. I Me thought too. He was quite the only good. thing I didn't like about Krang was this running joke of his like tentacle parts not fitting into his body hole. Yeah, that was weird. I don't it was know weird, why like him just like trying like, to pummel it. himself into this like hole. Yeah. Like, oh. I found it really disturbing when he hung out of it, though. I'd have rather him just yeah. been in it or been on like some kind of floating podium like in the I've cartoon got to admit, series. though, I did, I did really miss his giant man-baby body. I didn't because it bothers me. <laughs> it really bothers me. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked in this movie, but I did, uh, I did No, thank it. God for that. Skipped ahead again. So there's a scene where April's unnecessarily sexy for no good reason. I found that quite painful to watch when she was talking to Baxter Stockman. Yeah. I know when we were talking about the trailer that I was getting my feminist knickers in a twist about her, you know, doing the sexy schoolgirl thing. And I was really hoping that it was going to be like for a legitimate reason that was going to be really integral to the plot. Yeah, to get close to that guy, to get the data. Yeah, but do you know what else she could have done? It's just fucking walk behind him. She only had to be within three feet of him or something. There's absolutely mm. no reason why she couldn't have just took the wig off and the jacket so that she didn't look like the same person so he didn't recognise that and just walk near him in the street. 
She absolutely mm. did not have to do a fucking striptease. What? Who gets changed like that just walking around Grand Central Station and no one notices that she's just like... She never paid tray. for them. She, she never no, paid she for them paid skirts, for fucking either. anything. Nonsense. And all of that just because you have to apparently stay within a certain amount. Like, this is another thing. that A lot of the techno nonsense in mm. this movie bothered me. And not because it didn't make sense, because I wasn't expecting a movie about mutant turtles to make a whole lot of sense. It was weird that Donnie's got like... He Iron just knows Man, everything. Iron Man tech sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, and also that he just knows everything. Like, he'll just look at something and go, I bet this could make us human, or, oh, I bet you could do this with these, yeah, but or, at least oh, I bet did, that with you know that. What? And you're like, I didn't mind that, with at least with the Uzi, he was actually doing some tests on it. What bothered me was the bit where he's like, oh, it's a, the, 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 the ship's designated the Technodrome and it's Commander Krang. Like, how the fuck do you know that? That because there's some, I saw that there was some symbols on the screen, and he decoded them. How has he decoded a language from a, another dimension? But why, as well, is there a language from another dimension when Krang clearly speaks English? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> he's spending the entire unless movie speaking a, English. Unless he's uh, no, he wouldn't be using a babblefish. No, he'd have to shove a babblefish into everyone else's ear. Yeah, that's it. Could he put so, one in his mouth? Would that work? I don't, I don't know Does how, how babblefishes work. Is that how? No, good point. Fishes. Anyway, babblefish. <laughs> um, so, um, so April's sexy and gets some information about the they, fact well, that, this is, if that they Shredder's going to get broken out. If they didn't do that with us, there's like the human characters. I kind of like this actually because it's the reverse of the Transformers films. The, the human characters don't have a massive amount to do. I'd argue that Vernon kind of does more in the plot to be useful. Yeah. Than both than than both April and really Casey Jones to a certain yeah. extent because he just don't sort get of, me started on Casey no, yet no. until he comes into it. So anyway, but um, yeah, April doesn't really have a massive amount to do to begin with, and I want to know what she's doing for employment because like, I don't. No, she's think... still working at Channel Six because she, she does that report at the end. Oh god, she's yeah, all she, like, she and we're apprehending Ugh. the foot and all of that bees, yeah, and I'm yeah, April she got sacked. Catch you tomorrow. Is that what she did? Did she like? No, you know, she didn't throw any shades. Throw gang, <laughs> gang signs and that. Peace out, Boy Scouts. <laughs> April O'Neil signing off. You I'd stay like classy, San Diego. Yeah. Um, no, she's working, at, she's, she's working at Channel 6 at the end. I bodged that. It's go fuck so, yourself, San Diego. Yeah, it is. Sorry. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched Anchorman. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Her little rap up, um, epilogue wrap-up. I was waiting, you know, for... Um... Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't God, expecting it. I'm so glad she wasn't No, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to pop up. See, she didn't bother me, but like, I, di- I didn't... I didn't. There's no point because, mm. like I said, like the first film, I was reading an article about it where they interviewed the four... The Four Turtles. Mm. And you know what? It's a really nice interview. I'll try and find it and send you the link because they really do get on almost Aww, like brothers. It's really adorable. cute because they like make fun of each other. Damn, that's going to make me all No, it's not. They're like, they, make it, they make fun of each other like brothers and they rip each other and they have a good time with it and they're like having jokes. But that's like so it's quite cute. a candid interview because the guy who plays Donnie, Jeremy Howard's very candid about the director of the last film because they asked him, like, what's the difference between the new director and the old one? And there's a pause and Jeremy Howard just goes, kindness. <laughs> and, 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 it, and you can read, yeah. and, oh yeah, but they read. It's um, the, the guys doing the interviews typed up like everybody, like the other three turtles, like oh, just like you know, giving not turtles. The other three actors are looking at him like, well, and apparently the people, the studio people behind him, are like whispering and stuff. But um, they were saying that the problem with the first one was they didn't have the budget of this one, which is why the turtles are in mm. the shadows a lot. That you don't see them as much. It's more of like it's more April's movie than anything. Mm. Whereas with this one, they were able to go more whole hog. If you'll pardon the pun, with it having a warthog in it. <laughs> Did you notice the turtle redesigns? The slight tweaks. I liked it. Yes. R- Raph was marginally smaller. 
He looked much less like he was about to die of some kind of steroid-related overdose. Overdose. <laughs> um, and Donny was a little, a little leaner. I liked that. You Me know, too. he was a bit like he was a bit like the the, the Nickelodeon one. He's quite tall and slender. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, I like that. No, do you know what? I really like the four guys that they've got playing on. Yeah, they've me got too. really good chemistry. Really good. But again, like I say, it shows in that interview. I think they've got good chemistry together. So I'm hoping off the back of this one, they do do another one. Yeah. I liked this movie a lot because Donnie does an awful lot in this. Mm. There's a lot of Donnie. And one of those things is not doing a dead. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Maybe they're saving that for the third one. I tell you what, if anything else tries to do a killer Donnie, yeah. I'm, I'm going to fucking... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... The Nickelodeon series ain't done it yet. Knock this table over and... Will you flip a desk? I was just trying to think, actually, if the Nickelodeon series had done anything to Donnie that I was not that happy. Not that I can think of. He mutated into that terrifying speed demon once, which I didn't like that much. Yeah, but that was only temporary. And he was, it was weird, though. It was scary. horrible. I hate yeah, that episode. Like it was so weird. like a Rob Zombie come to life. It was horrific. I just don't know what they were trying to do with that episode, other than make me be scared of cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already scared of enough Nickelodeon. What are you trying to do to me? Um, so they get wind of this shredder breakout. Yes, that's So they it. decide to... Because that's... now they've got, like, holograms and Iron Man technology, apparently. And this is where we find out that Casey Jones works as a... Police officer. No, he's not. Corrections well, he's not. He's a no, corrections... he is. No, he is. He's a police officer, but he's working corrections. Oh, he, wants to be, he wants to be a detective. Yeah, he is an officer, but mm. corrections is part of the, the NYPD. But he wants to be a detective and he was going for it, which I... Again, that was sort of like, oh, I don't I really like... Because I've never known... In any incarnation, I've never known him to be... He's always been a shopkeeper's son that just stands up for mm. doing something Hockey right. enthusiast. Yeah. The, um, I didn't mind that because it was at least a way to get him into the movie that didn't just feel like he happened across the turtles and stuff doing a thing. Um, no, I what, it just bothered me at all. What bothered me about it was... This is possibly one of the most annoying versions of Casey Jones that's ever existed. And the current one in the Nickelodeon cartoon is a teenage boy. So that says an awful lot. <laughs> the prop they make him like super whiny. Like yeah. super whiny. But he's also like he talks like he's constantly overexcited about something and you're like, calm down, mate. Have a breather. The thing I disliked about him is that the whole storyline with his bosses not believing what he was saying and stuff makes no sense. Bear with me on this, right? So skip mm. ahead a tiny bit. The biz goes down to get to break out Shredder. The turtles right, turn yeah. up in the turtle van, throwing manhole covers everywhere, using big metal arms with nunchucks to mm. like twatter stuff. A bit later, ninjas everywhere. Yeah, a bit later. Uh, there's got to be a couple of speed cameras somewhere along those lines as well. Oh um, God, yeah, it's New CCTV. York City. There'd be some. Yeah, there yeah. would be cameras everywhere, yeah, and yeah. I'd be more surprised that the van, that the cars that were following them, wouldn't have had some kind of dash cam in mean, because most police cars in this country have like a dash yeah. cam. So the bridge like thing GoPro or that they smash the metal arm things from the turtle van into. Yeah, the arms would be still be there. The thing that bothered me is that like he was trying to convince them later that like oh this van turned up and there were manhole covers and there was like and the ninjas and they were like fuck off mate you crazy person go home yeah, they've just already go had... fucking out and I'm like I'm sorry no there's going to be manhole covers all over that road mm. there's going to be fucking the metal, big the metal arms, arms with the big metal nunchucks in them the net that bridge is going to be damaged there. that net is going to be there yeah. the turtles wouldn't have stayed around to be like where's that last manhole cover let's yeah. get it back in the fucking van because yeah, not they to need mention... to be going home Oh, it stressed me out so much. Nonsense storyline. Not to mention that the entirety of last, before, you know, they captured him, the city was under siege by the Foot Clan, 
Yeah, and a giant, a man in a giant metal suit of armor that was made entirely of knives was terrorizing the city. Why is that such an implausible concept? I get that it seems a bit weird that a van, a, a, a garbage, a, a bin lorry, I nearly said garbage truck, a bin lorry <laughs> that fires manhole covers would, would turn up and start, you know, shooting them at people. But you know, it, that's it's not that fantastical an idea based on what happened like a year before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, exactly. That Um, whole thing bothered me because the whole idea of Casey sort of ending up meeting April and sort of teaming up with the Turtles and stuff is based on him not being allowed to do his job anymore because they all think he's fucking Looper. And I'm like, but there's evidence of his not loopiness literally strewn along the street. I know, I know. It made me so... Like, and that... Is it it Laura Linney? Yeah. Like, she's just there, like, trying to, like, serious cop drama this movie and I'm like do you know what movie you're in? Yeah. Have you met the turtles ever? Like Oh well, yeah she does like do it. Yeah I wish I had. Um <laughs> <laughs> a little bit jealous of Laura Linney. But anyway, going back to where were we even? Well he did so like you say there, there there's a big chase on the everybody's seen in all the trailers. Um <laughs> so, so it, they have it simple as push the button. Which button? Yeah I know so I was really buttons. happy when uh, when it turned out that it, you know how in the trailers it's it's Pete plot how do you pronounce I it? want to say Plojek, but I don't know. Pete Plojek's voice. And I was like, oh no, please don't be one of them cases. Because I remember in the trailers for the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, it was Doug Jones' voice as the Silver Surfer. And I maintain he was infinitely better and more softly spoken, which is how I imagine him talking, mm. as opposed to how they dubbed him for Lawrence Fishburne when the film came out. Yeah, but he's got a voice like a... He has, and I love Lawrence Fishburne, but I just don't think he fit the Silver Surfer. He seems mm. like a more introspective character to me. Like He would have quite a soft voice like Doug's, Doug Jones has. But anyway, that's not the point. We're not talking about the Fantastic Four, but I'm just saying, as a, as a as a a contrast, I was imagining right. So they're putting his voice in the trailer. It's not going to be him. It's probably going to be Johnny Knoxville again. And I went through like the cast list. And I was like, don't see Johnny Knoxville's name. But then again, I didn't see his name until I did quite late in the game with the yeah. last one. So, but then lo and behold, it turns out that they've left his voice in it. And that was nice. Yeah, it was. I really, really Small liked clap. him because yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not like of the four turtles. Leo is my least favorite. We've discussed this. Bitch. <laughs> but, no, but he's still a mutant ninja turtle, so that still makes him infinitely better than everyone else in that show. So he's, he's like my fourth favourite thing, mm. technically. But Johnny Knoxville in the first one drove me insane because every like every time he opened his mouth, I thought he was going to say, and welcome to Jackass, and then like jump in a shopping trolley and throw himself down a... You're waiting for him to kick someone in the balls. Or, or like, yeah, or like... And, and it's really hard... And get rolled down a hill. It's really hard to try and like take him seriously as this like leader, knowledgeable mm. leader type, when it's Johnny fucking Knoxville. Yeah, especially when he sounds older than all the others, which because mm. he is, which is weird because Jeremy Howard's in his late 30s, whereas all the others are like mid to late teens. Mm. So I know that's not like... And ma- and it, Realistically, it's not teens. Uh, sorry, mid to late twenties. I was gonna say no, 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 no. Because no, no, Alan Richard, <laughs> Alan Richardson's about like probably early thirties, late twenties. Pete, I think that Pete Plodnet Plod- Plod- is. is Plod- I can't remember. Pete, Plod- Pete, Pete. My old mate Pete. <laughs> PP. PP. Bless him. PP. Oh, that's terrible. I shouldn't know. Anyway, Pete. Um, he's the he's the youngest one, I think. Because he's about twenty-eight, if I remember rightly. Then oh. Noah, Noah, what's his name? He's about that age, if maybe a year older. But Jeremy Howard's about thirty-eight or something. He's the one who looks a bit like Beaker from the Muppets. Bless him. He's a regular badass then, if he's running around doing Donatello bits. I don't think that they're all doing. I don't think they're doing the martial arts bits though. I wouldn't have yeah. thought. 
like some of the flips and stuff that they do. I suppose. I don't know how you could do that wearing those big shells on the backs anyway. Yeah, but, but they managed it in the first film, didn't they? Some, uh, they were doing some really, you know, acrobatic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like in the third one where they just have to do those flips. No, the second one where they have to do those flips as punishment. But those shells were squashy. <laughs> they were squashy. They were. Anyway. And sometimes um, they tighten. So We never had any of that. So Baxter that Stockman nice. is trying to trying to do a, a, a teleport thing with Shredder. I don't know if he acts, if he fucks it up or if Krang hijacks it to get Shredder. Yeah, ta- Krang, I think Krang hijacks it because he, he sees him as like a kindred spirit of mm-hmm. sorts. And I like all... the... He yeah. doesn't slurp, which made me sad. I wanted no, him to go. No, but I like how it wasn't like full on because I was expecting it to be like like Brad Garrett's got a really deep voice, mm. but I like that he kind of like raised um, raised his voice a few octaves. Mm. And I, I liked it. It was it felt very much in spirit of the original Krang. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. liked that. I liked that a lot, and I liked the fact that he. Um... I mean, this movie Clone is so was full of. Him with his tentacles. Oh my god! And he was covering so him in like tentacle slime. Oh, if that wasn't a scary jizu from him, I don't know what was. It was so gross. He does um, look like a ball wag. He was absolutely making Shredder his bitch. But what I found hilarious about this, like this movie is full of absolute guff. Like so mm. much guff. So he's basically like, you know, that thing you were trying to just make a portal with that one piece of that thing. There's two other pieces to make a proper interdimensional portal. If you find them, we can take over the world together. Yeah, I'm Let's not sure that. why he didn't <laughs> see that. Considering that he did the exact same thing to Baxter Stockman seconds before. <laughs> yeah. Why the Shredder was surprised at all yeah, that he was going to get know. betrayed by an obvious Fucking bad guy naughty. lunatic. I liked that he had like I, I think I look I preferred the Shredder in this one in terms of the costume design yeah. with the helmet oh, and like the blades and stuff that come out. He um, looked like he could walk without slicing all of his limbs off for a start, which is yeah. Bonus. No, he looked like the Shredder. The only thing he was missing mm. was a cape, really. I don't we've remember learnt, him having a cape. No, I don't remember him having a cape. But we've learnt from The Incredibles that capes aren't a good idea. No well, capes. as long as he doesn't stand near a jet turbine, he's fine. <laughs> or a revolving door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so that's that's where the movie is essentially set up. Shredder yeah. is going to find these two other bits of a thing that will create a interdimensional portal so interdimensional that Krang can bring through his interdimensional army ship warship thing and do uh, a capturing the of the technodrome they fucking full, put a technodrome in it full on with, with the, the eye, eye on top everything. I, I almost done a sex wing I thought it was just going to be a ball I was, I was so, so happy, happy. Yeah. no and I love the fact that it looked like the tech they didn't mm. even pretend to try and like 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 cha- like make it look because it fit in with, I don't know how they managed to do it but it fit in with this universe so mm. well but it was just a big round Sort of well, jaggedy instead of looking. It being like white and having an it actual eye, it was clearly like it would look like an eye, but it was clearly like some kind of laser, laser weapon. But it was and it was grey on the outside oh, instead. My but God, I fell in yeah. love with it. Oh no, I, I really absolutely liked it. fell in love with it. I was just watching it come Although, together, and I was like, I kind of want him to win because I want to see the technodrome in use. It looked like from the inside though, it was mostly just a ball with nothing inside yeah, it, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no rooms or anything or control panels. I don't know what. I'd read like, somewhere that they were calling it the terror drone. I was like, hmm. Alright, I, I, I get it, I get it, and I'm glad they didn't, but yeah. I was like, oh, I get it. If they'd have done that, I'd have probably been really cross, for no actual discernible reason, but I'd have been cross. Like um, putting boobs on a Power Rangers armour, how dare they? So, Shredder goes back to, like, Krang pops him back in his lab. Baxter Stockman, how'd you feel about him in this movie? <coughs> I, I loved didn't. him. I liked him as well. I, I mean, look, I really liked Tyler Perry in Gone Girl. I thought he yes. was really good in that. Um 
I love that he had a dicky bow all the time, a dicky bow and a little little tank top and a little fucking white coat. Yeah, I like liked how excitable he got about everything. Yes, and when he'd do it. his little like giggly snort thing, I was yeah. like, ah, you're so cute. I did find like like him, I found it believable. But when him and Megan Fox were having that discussion of like, and he was like, oh, you know, I'm not, you, you won't know who I am, which I liked that, and she, you know, but I didn't like the uh, was it? Oh, I'm a, I'm a nerd, not a geek. It's the difference between Harry Potter and what was it, Game of Thrones or something Somewhere. like that. And well, I'm like, she didn't... oh, I don't no. like this. This is bleh. this is the worst please, kind of flirt I've stop. ever seen. Please flirting stop. in the flirts. Yeah, I wouldn't even want a geeky person to come up to me and flirt with me like that because. And that's the sort of stuff I the, am into. The, the kind of flirting that I would like. I'm not a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> the kind of thing that I would. I mean, I don't like strangers to approach me anyway because I'm scared of all people. But the kind of thing I would like is like, say, for example, today I'm wearing my Oroku Sake T-shirt, mm. and it's like, ha, it's like, it's like a Japanese rice wine, but it's also, it's also the shredder. Um, and I, it, I would find it nice if somebody came up and said like, oh, that's a cool T-shirt. You into the turtles? And then you talk about turtles. Mm. What I wouldn't want is somebody to come and be like, do you know what I could do? I could school you on how you're not really a geek, you're a nerd, or vice versa, because you don't know anything, you fucking vagina. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was weird. Back to stop. You do good have one. You just I do not have a one. vagina, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm, that's not... Not an actual walk-right, <laughs> walk-in, anthropomorphic vagina, because that would be weird. Have you seen the trailer for Sausage Party? I was really worried where you were going with that, and I think that that film's joke is going to run out of steam really quickly. I'm, ex- I'm sort of excited for it because I think the trailer looks really funny, but that hot dog, that talking hot dog bun, looks like a walking vagina. Yeah, but he looks like you've seen the posters where he's like off screen and he's like pointed up, and it's a hero will rise, and he full on looks like a dick. <laughs> They're very clearly. I don't know. I just think I kind of think that the the joke of oh, it's like a, it's a kids animated film, but there's swearing and we'll get and a there's bit. Dicks. Yeah, I think it'll get a little bit thin. But anyway, that's by the by. So back, back to what lab. back to what we were yeah, so Baxter Stockman is all cute and whatnot. They decide that they need Oh, that's it. Oh, you know, they want um, he gives uh, Crank gives him the purple mutagen. Yes. Again, much like the original series, which can then according to Baxter Stockman after he tests it will unlock I found this a bit odd. Your but latent inner animal. Yeah, something like your connection to our animal ancestors, which I thought was a bit odd, but fair enough. It seems it saves them money on having to get a pig, An actual pig, rhino. A pig, <laughs> a pig wrangler and a rhino wrangler for them to stand next to and go, and now I'm touching the rhino. I don't know why I'm doing the action, because it's not a visual medium. So I'm touching the rhino, and now I'm drinking the ooze, and now I'm a rhino man. Grr. What I With all, odd, all the, this is why I'm not an actor. <laughs> what, I tell you what, you'd be cracking. Um, what I found out about this scene, and it it sort of goes back to what I was saying before, oh, was before like that, they wish. break they they get broken out of prison at the same time as the shredder because they're mm. in the van that the shredder. Well, was no, in. I think they go on the lamb. Yeah, so they run off, and mm. uh, and shredder's guys catch him in a bar, which apparently is the same bar that's in uh, Jessica Jones. Truth fact for you. Well, the one that Luke Cage runs. Yeah. All oh, right. There same we go bar, then. Same bar. But not not um, is it not in the same universe? So it's not Luke no. Cage's bar. But no, I'd have loved it if it was Luke Cage's bar. I liked that it was uh, Liz Lemon's. What's his name? I, I, I can't, I, I'm, the only name I can think of calling by is the Vulture from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. But you know what I'm on about. What's his name? Um, Dennis. Dennis. No, the one who does the beepers. Dennis. Is that it, Dennis? Yeah, yeah. Dennis. Cheers, Rich. <laughs> yeah, Liz Lemon's. Um, Terrible, terrible ex-boyfriend who calls her a dummy all the time. So that was nice seeing him. Yeah. But that um, took me out of it a little bit. He gives them them like burner phones to get to 
and uh, the shredder because they're saying oh we want to be uh, in charge now we'll start our own foot cam clan we don't want to be lackeys we don't want to be henchmen I was really hoping that be... they were going to be like oh we'll start our own foot clan we'll call it the hand and then I'd have been like oh, daredevil ties but they didn't didn't they no they made a joke something like that they're like we'll uh, we'll have our own foot clan it'll be so big we'll even have hands or something like that something some daft joke because it was what's his name Gary Anthony Williams was bringing most of the funny and yeah. I really liked him as, as I, I liked them together actually yeah. they seem like genuinely like there was camaraderie and they seemed to like I say my biggest problem with them was as soon as as soon as uh, Baxter Stockman was like I need some subjects Shredder was like them pair and I was thinking why them pair expendable probably though I suppose but they were already like licking petri dishes and smashing things up in the lab why you would want to give them like Superpowers, effectively. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why Bebop becomes, like, grossly obese. There's, like, running jokes yeah. about his flapping, hanging belly. Yeah, but that's weird because Gary Anthony Williams used to be quite a big chap and he's slimmed mm. down a lot because it's really weird looking at him now because he was always quite, like, a jovial, uh, chunky guy. It's weird hearing that man's voice coming from a considerably more slender mm. guy's mouth. It's odd, but then they make him... A warthog who's way fatter than he would have been before. Yeah. You know, he lost the weight. It's just it's so weird. Because that joke would have probably made more sense had he been chunkier. Mm. But, yeah, but the fact odd. that he didn't seem bothered by it at all, he was just like, watch it jiggle. And like, yeah. he was just like wobbling it around the building. I love um, that he had the shades. Yeah. The, the shades and the uh, and the mohawk. I was mm. all over like white on rice. I actually really liked the design of them, Perrin. I think yeah. the CGI in this movie was a lot better than the first like the 2014 one. Because, like, for example, Splinter didn't look like he was made of an oil slick <laughs> this time round. Well, it was, I was, uh, it was considerably trivia. fluffier. I was reading the trivia and they said that they made his fur greyer and his, uh, his, his gi browner to make it mm. more like the old 80s cartoon again. Mm. I really think that the people who've done most of the work on this, A, took a lot of listening to what people wanted from the first film. Because mm-hmm. you know how much, so, how many people were crying online, uh, cr- crying out online about they want Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang in this one. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show that occasionally they listen, which is and nice. And occasionally, occasionally people are right. Because I would say a lot of the time when people are shouting for things on the internet, they don't know what they're talking about and they should yeah. up. But in yeah, this case, it, it worked. So they get they get transformed. They're no people from Rocksteady. April steals a bit of the mutagen. gen and does a run. Does a runner. And is this when they we send meet the Foot Clan? Casey. Well, it's when we meet him with his with her, like yeah hockey mask on, which this I is, didn't like. See, this is the only scene that I thought Casey was Casey. Uh, yeah, it was a nice just fight like scene. hockey pucking the shit out of people's faces mm. and having a proper scrap. And I liked his reaction to the turtles as well, that he was just like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, don't eat us. Yeah, like proper aliens. wobble. Uh, I thought that was really good. But that's the only scene in which I didn't want to punch Stephen Amell in his stupid, stupid face. <laughs> in his stupid, hyper Do you know what I enjoyed was seeing him smile, though, for a change. Having, having seen him in Arrow yeah, yeah. and seeing how sombre he usually is, it was nice to know that he can do happy. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hate him... So much. I've just got a lot of tr- problems with he's the character, crazy. and he's not. No, that he's not used. Not he's not used properly. Not used to the fullest advantage. And I really, it really bothered me that he found roller skates at the end of the film for that chase. I thought that was really stupid. We'll come to that. Yeah. I've got issues with that whole scene. Yeah. Um. And a perfectly shaped bar like a hockey stick. Why didn't he have his gear with him? Unless they're leading up to like you know the next one, he's going to be fully decked out. Because I want him to. I didn't like again. I know they shaped like because a goalie mask is a full-on mm. mask, but 
if he plays hockey and he's a goalie, he's not going to get any aggression out because the goalie stays in the goal and the goalie is the one that wears a mask because a normal hockey helmet is um, it doesn't like it's not like a goalie's mask, but it's a full face mask because the puck can go flying into their head. So they've redesigned like a goalie's mask, but with like almost like the Casey Jones mask. Mm. But I just prefer how it's just like a straight old school Friday the Thirteenth mask, but stylized to be like straight and square. Mm. You know, like the one that tried to destroy my face at uh, at your birthday party. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, I'd say it was worth it, but it hurt like fuck. Yeah. It wasn't my mistake. It's the people who designed the costume. Why not have it fitting? God, God, that hurt. <laughs> There was, no, I tell you what, do you know what annoyed me was there was no padding inside it whatsoever. Mm. Did you try it on? No, because I was getting stressed about my hair, if you remember rightly. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you, you made a wise choice not to anyway. <laughs> and then somebody else came with a Casey Jones mask on, like, half asked it. Yeah. Lame. Damn. Calling you out, Dan. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... I was so, sad, because so I had a cricket Donnie, bat and everything. You did, Because I, I, I knew what a crumpet is, so I understand cricket. Still not 100% not sure I know what a crumpet is. Donnie, yeah, they take Casey back to the lair. There's a um, more high comedy where they make convince him to go and run at Splinter. Oh yeah, he's not in this film that much. I noticed. No, mm. I didn't mind. Yeah, no, I, d- I don't I d- mind either. Really, like he's not, he's not that interesting to me. No, and he's not that integral to the plot. I suppose it's more mm. the turtles. You know, it was nice. You know, there was a couple of moments where he sort of like gives advice and stuff, mm. but. You know, I don't know. They had the usual, like, you know, team strife, struggle, blah de blah I am kind of sick of seeing that story I've got to say, in, yeah, in films I, and, TV, and the TV of the, the Turtles. I quite like the reasoning behind it this time, because basically Donnie figures out that this mutagen could possibly turn them human, mm. and which Mikey's like, oh, about because he wants to go and roam around the street like a normal person. But... I even like how... I actually did like how Raph approached him about it, because yeah. it did seem like the way that brothers would be with each other. Yeah, um, so like Leo didn't want Donnie to tell anyone, but Mikey overhears and tells Raph, and Raph gets cross. I quite liked that as a reasoning for them having a bit of a fallout, but I am kind of sick of them having a bit of a fallout, yeah. like all the time. I know, <laughs> like, I know. Like no. they can't go ten minutes with it. Now maybe I'm underestimating how annoyed you would get living with the same four people, like in their lair. Can't yeah, go anywhere can't, else. Yeah. It's not like you could just be like, "Fuck this, I'm going to cinema." Like, <laughs> you know, literally you can, they can there. put their uh, you know coat and the hat on and everything. Oh, yeah, Actually, they're critters. so giant that they wouldn't be able to go anywhere. No. You know, it's not like the old ones where they were like roughly normal sized, mm. or like the ones from the comics where they're about mm, what four feet, feet, four feet tall. They're they not are very adorably tall, aren't they? small, aren't they? Yeah, the, uh, like really tiny. In the comics. I love that bit where Raph saw a turtle when he lands on there. And he looks down, he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping he was going to take him home and that was going to be Spike. I love me some Spike. But um, anyway, where are we? we got so uh, Casey goes back to the lair again. I have a question actually. Yes. I've just, I just I can't remember it because it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen it. The mutagen. How does Donnie get it then? Because I thought it was right. at the NYPD and that's why Raph and Co decided no, to break it. No, there was like there. A, a big canister of it, and somehow there was a. Oh, small in the little of- vial that. April stole the little vial, didn't she? No, she stole the big canister. That's the one that went to the. T- um, that's the one that got uh, that wound up going to the police. Okay. I think. I'm trying to think now. How did they come? How There's... did they get the little vial? I don't know. No, I can't remember now. But there was there was a second vial that like Donnie was testing on, unless they'd yeah. been unless they were doing something separate. 
Because they appeared... No, they must have been investigating something because they appeared out of nowhere because they were like, oh, sorry, we were running a bit late. And I think they'd been... What's it? Because they weren't looking over April. They were probably investigating something else to do with it. I don't know. Maybe. Question mark? Yeah. What ifs? <laughs> Purple ooze plus Purple ninjutsu ooze. equals profits. Purple ooze. <laughs> eh? Underpants plus purple ooze equals profit. Equals human pants. Yeah. Um, animal pants. Oh, yeah. Latent animal pants. Animal um, human pant hybrids. Uh, what? Yeah. The, uh, the, because they're all having a cross with one another, mm. Leo tells them to stay in, so of course. Yeah, Mikey. he tells he tells Mikey and Raph because they're they're the two that want. Did at any other to... point was Donnie's hand got five fingers? Because he only does it on that one hand. It would seem to me that it'd probably be better for him to at least even himself out. Yeah, no, I think he has. I think it goes back to normal within that same scene. Right. Okay. I, okay. I, I literally think yeah. it was like, look, ooh, ooh there we go. Because then it'd take a lot of it, wouldn't it? Oh, well, that, that's what was confusing me, but I try not to think about the logic of the purple ooze. Yeah, But it did yeah, seem like this could turn us human permanently, except this bit only lasted me like 10 seconds tops. Um, mm. So Leo... Maybe if they ingest a higher quantity and it would actually change their DNA properly, because when they, when what's-his-name, when Bebop and Rocksteady get changed, you see it affecting their DNA from within. So yeah. maybe it takes more. I don't know. I'm I, just, don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm like fake movie science yeah. hypothesising. I don't Who know. Who cares as long as it's fun? Yeah, it um, looked, eh, plot, whatever. MacGuffin. Yeah. Um, so Donnie and Leo go to... They somehow find out that where the second bit of the thing is. I forget how they find that out. It's in a museum, isn't it? And Shredder's well, gone I don't, there. They, um, That's where they decide they go? to go when when Raph and Mikey oh, yeah, convince... Oh, yeah, it's too late. They already missed some because they... They can. They tell Mikey and Raph to stay behind, and of yeah, course that goes about they, as well as you'd expect. Yeah, that's when they decide, fuck it, we're going to the police station to get this vial of ooze back. Yeah. With April and Casey, of course, shit hits the fan. Yep. <laughs> On that count. And uh, um, they get arrested. Well, the police I, see all four of them. Yeah. Because Leo and uh, Leo and Donnie go to help them. Mm. Do you not really? <laughs> I was quite glad Rich wasn't paying much attention to to me and my stupid face when we were watching this section of the movie because well, you, there's you a bit sad when they I call did. them freaks. When he was calling the monsters, the monsters, and he's like getting all cross about it. And then a little bit later, like Mikey's genuinely caught up about it. He's like, "Did you see the hate in his heart when he called me a monster?" And I was just like, "Oh, let me give him a little hug." I, I just wanted to take him in my arms and be like, there, there, Mikey, and pat him on the head. And I like, know, even oh, Raph's, yeah. like, really cute in these films. Yeah. Not, like, in a pack, like, because I'd still think, you know, I'd still, like, there's something about, like, the way that Alan Richardson plays him. I think he might be one of my favourite Raphaels. Mm, I, I would really agree. like him, because even that bit when he jumps out the back of the van and like, smashes them two guys and he's got that massive smile on his face, but, like, a, like a, <laughs> like, you know, like, action smile kind of thing and then mm. jumps back in. Like, just everything about him, how he carries himself, all that sort of stuff, like Raph's swagger and everything, is just so brilliant. Yeah. But I think all four of them is, like, considering that not only the... It's not just the voices, it's the personality as well as, like, the body language, mm. and they seem to capture the body language of all four of them really well. You know, I... I uh, There's like, no Donnie smoothing out his non-existent hair. <laughs> No, that was your favourite thing from the <laughs> 90s movies. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird because he did it so much. Yeah, but that's the difference. It's not some random guy in a suit who's got to overact. It's like it, that is actually Jeremy Howard's there mm. doing it. And it's like, you know, how he carries himself like Pete Plus, Pete, Pete, Pete. He, um, <laughs> like, he was quite like stoic and very mm. sort of like, you know, very leader. He felt very, not regal, but like, 
you know, he got like the gravitas of a mm. leader about his how he carried himself and Alan Richardson just being like, and what's his name, Noah Taylor, just kind of bouncing all over the place. And I, I think they're really good turtles. Me I do. Too. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I still love Greg Sives. I think he might be my favourite Mikey. Ooh. Rob Paulson's Rob Paulson's my favourite. Donny, really? Yeah. Ah. Why? It's not who I'd go for. Who would you go for? Oh, good old Tony Coleman. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love Greg Sykes. He's so cute. He is really cute. He's like, oh, he's so adorable. I like the the thing is, weirdly, I like him better as Beast Boy in Teen Titans Go, even though he Mm. does essentially exactly the same thing. (laughs) Oh, him and Cyborg, they're adorable. Anywho. Not really. I've not really watched that show. It's brilliant. There was an episode recently. I'm I'm keeping this in, even though it's a total tangent because it's the best thing. It's one of the best episodes of anything I've ever seen. Totally unrelated. It's a it's a kids show, right? And it's like a ten minute kids show. And there's an episode entirely devoted to Robin teaching the rest of the Teen Titans how to get on the property ladder. Oh my god! It's so shit, but it's like the best thing I've ever seen because you keep expecting something to happen, like. That's gonna turn out like oh he's been you know he's been his body swapped accidentally with like some property tycoon or something. No, it's just he's trying to get them to invest in their own futures. It's so weird. That's really strange. <laughs> you pair watch some odd stuff. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Any <coughs> who? Look, when I want a light superhero show, I want Batman, Batman Brave and the Bowl. Thank you very much. Outrageous. The Hammers of Justice. Out. Outrageous. So, I love that show. So the police uh, arrest cry, April you know. and Casey. Sorry, I did a cry at the finale of that. Everybody should cry at the finale of Batman things. No, but the Batman Brave and the Bold, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, what was in? He's like, I'm going to be, I'll be watching over you with the hammers of justice. I did, a, I did, I full on did a cry. Oh, bless you. It was so lovely. I loved I it. I can't really mock you because I've literally just said that I'd done a cry at Mikey being sad that people. You cry at everything. No, but that's the weird thing is that I don't actually cry no. that much at things. But anywho, so April and Casey get arrested because they broke into the police station and the turtles do a runner. Why do the police let them go again? There's a because reason why they can't, they can't just arrest them all. move to the side and shoot around Casey and April? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, they get arrested and there's a video that's been doctored that makes it look like April trashed the lab and stole the mutagen and that Bebop and Rocksteady Again, I, th- I feel really bad for the representation of the New York Police Department in this film. It makes them seem like a bunch of fucking bumbling buffoons. It yeah. really does. Because the thing about that that thing is that April's like, well, that's that's got to have been doctored. And Laura Linney's like, no, no. We've checked it. All of our top, typically top scientists have checked this. And doesn't they even do that. They just that say piece. like, oh no, Baxter Stock, it's come from Baxter Stockman. Because no, they this, say they've checked it. Oh, have they? They oh, right. absolutely say they've checked it. Because I remember mm. thinking, well, you can't check it very well because that's not what happened. Uh, but it does lead to quite an amusing scene a bit later where Vern tries to go and get the uh, original footage yeah. and has that ridiculous scene where he's trying to pull the wire through the walls and it goes all the way around the room back to where he started. It's pretty funny. I was kind of hoping that with that they'd have like a scene where he actually is properly useful because with him being a cameraman, I thought well, they were going to have a bit where it was like, oh, you know, he uses his knowledge of video and what's yeah, it. Yeah, to hack like, into a thing. Well, or... no, not to hack, just to say like, look, I can tell you that and he, he's something, I don't know, did the encryption with the encryption on the, on, on put, he put an encryption on inside your encryption. You know, he reversed he the polarity like, of the neutron flow. And yeah, then... that's it, and did a video. <laughs> it was all MP4s and MKV files and whatever. So ones and zeros. Yeah. Um, but no, we got. Look, I don't mind. I like Will Arnett, and it's you know, if you're going to have Will Arnett in it, it's probably going to be daft. 
you know, he's well on it. He's 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 a comedy actor, mm. and that's I liked fine. him a lot in this movie. Oh, I did, and I got I liked him in is the it... first one as well. Yeah, me too. Except for the fact Could that have done he's perving on April. Whisper. Like, well, he was no, listening he to just... that, wasn't he, in the first yeah, he one? Was. He absolutely needs to stop perving on April. Oh, he did uh, considerably less of that though in this yeah, one. Yeah, he did, and like... Mikey did, which is quite nice. Except for yeah. that bit when he got a bit gruff with uh, Casey, like, so you guys are a thing now. No, I like that because it's, it's it's not even gruff. He's like, I've got one question. So, are you guys a thing? Like, I liked how he's, he delivered it. It was just a cute, like, he's being daft. But um, I still just don't like the idea of him ever thinking. It's like one of my biggest problems with the, the Nickelodeon show is that, that Donnie and April can never happen because it's weird and interspecies and gross. Species. <laughs> I am. She might like his big turtle wang. <laughs> Where do they hide it? Wang. Inside turtle wang. Inside their Turtle wang. <laughs> Um, so, so, so the turtles run off again. Somehow they find out that the third bit of the thing is in the Brazilian rainforest, and they start following Bebop and Rocksteady there. They jump on a plane because yeah, they do. Uh, I love that Raph was the one that didn't want to jump out of the plane. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the way he kept trying to psych himself. The part when the... Donnie just like flops out and he's like, he went, he got guys, he went. <laughs> he's like That's proper it, freaking like, out. Like, did you know he t- jumped? Everybody turns around, and is like, he's gone. Like... <laughs> I loved his, um, what would Vin Diesel do? I was like, I cried at that. That was brilliant. That was so perfect. Oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah, that whole, there's not absolutely no real reason for that skydiving no. scene, no. but it was wonderful. No, no, no. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, shows them all team working together to, like, to catch Raph when he kind of misses his landing, shall we yeah, say. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Again, the bit that everybody's seen in the trailers where he smacks against the plate. Yeah, and his tongue's all like bleh. <laughs> It was nice that again, like you say, that it was it made a change. That a, it was him that was afraid of something, which yeah. was like a nice little role reversal. There's, and it um, was him getting in the daft situation instead of like Mikey or Donnie or somebody. What is it in the Nickelodeon show that he's scared of that makes me laugh? He's got like a proper phobia of something like something something that would be really prevalent in New York as well, like cockroaches or something. Yes, it is, isn't it? Is I it think it, I swear it is. It because there's that one where they're like they keep seeing their own biggest fears, and I swear his is like cockroaches or something. Yeah. We'll look it up. We'll look it up later. But um, yeah, I, I like the idea that there's like that that there's stuff that Raph doesn't want to do. Mm. <laughs> like, it's kind of adorable, and I love that Donnie was the the one to jump out first because he's a badass. Yeah. You forget sometimes that Donnie's a badass because he's usually the one doing a computer while everyone else is mm. fighting. That's one of the things we'll get there. But that's one of the things that bothered me about the Krang fight is that during the Shredder fight, Donnie in the in the 2014 movie, Donnie was almost entirely removed from the majority of the fighting. Computer, computer, again. computer, computer. Exactly the same thing happened in this one. And mm. I'm like, come on, let it him would just have been fucking more... lob a bow stuff at people. It would have been nicer if they, if he was able to fight, then went to the computer. Yeah. Or if the computer thing was just like a case of like diddly bop, oh, now it's got to upload, so I'm going to have a fight while it uploads. Why are you getting all up close to me all, with the fisticuffs? I'm getting all excited. I don't want to see it again. But anyway, so there's the bit in the plane that we sort of talked about where was it Rocksteady? Like, just just gets in yeah, a tank. Why do they in. have a tank in they that plane? They break in and they see them in there. Why yeah, is that no, tank? Why I is don't there a tank in the plane? Especially considering either. that that thing that they were trying to get was like an important piece of something that the Shredder was like, don't fuck this up. I need that. And I need it intact. Don't fucking... Mm. Why would he send just them to anyway? Exactly. Because they're, fucking, they're not like going to take care of it. They're barreling around like fucking knobbers, smashing everything <laughs> they can see. <laughs> They've got no respect for any kind of property. That is true. <laughs> just, that is very true. Yeah, they slap like, each other about, so they're definitely not going to be oh, being dead gentle with one that. One thing I need Mind to you, say... Mind you, they are scared of the Shredder, so maybe yeah, they'd be more like... Mm. 
the what the one thing I do have to say about Bebop and Rocksteady is I keep going, my man, which would have been fine, except it kept making me think of that episode of Rick and Morty where they're in a simulator. And oh, that yeah. postman just keeps going, my man, like all the time. Uh, and I just, I was Hungry like, for oh. apples. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> the fact that when Jerry's having sex, he was asking her, Are you hungry for apples? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they, the plane is crashing into big river in the rainforest, so I assume. It was in Brazil once, yeah. I think. How did they get back so quick? Because like they get stranded, don't they? Like, I... Yeah, they do that adorable thing with their shells. We'll get there. I love this. Um, so they're having a scrap like... I think this... I turned up for, away from the screen for a moment. Uh, so I... this scene is the bit where it's like almost exactly the same as the snowy mountain scene from the previous movie, except yeah, it's in, in a river. river yeah. So like bits are flying everywhere and they're falling and swimming and fighting and people are shooting in tanks. And again, and there's then, that uh... bit in the trailer where the tank pops out of the water. and Yeah, it's all very dramatic. As it Donnie then... grabs hold of Raph and pulls him out of the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Donnie does so much in this movie. So good. Um, with a computer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so much with a computer, because Donatello does machines. He does. With his with his penis. With his, with his big turtle wang. They Bebop and Rocksteady's tank somehow gets like wedged somewhere, and they're all like, "Aha, waterfall, you bellends!" And Turtle's like, "Oh shit, waterfall!" So they all there's these beautiful sounds that I'm not even going to try and emulate, where they all just inside their shells. So that when they fall over the waterfall, their shells just like land on the river and they're just like fine. Yeah, I must have turned away at that bit. I saw them go over the edge, but I didn't clock that bit. Oh, Oh, there are these four just perfect like sounds of them going like inside the shells. And I was dying in the cinema. I was like, that's so cool. That's it. You see them in the old ones where the head goes in, but you don't see the entirety of it. Mind you, having said that, they'd be too big to do that, surely. They wouldn't be able to pop entirely in well, the shell. Well, Raph, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know where he fits his head in. But... Yeah, you could, fit, you could fit the other three in Raph's shell alone because he's so massive. <laughs> he really is. But I love that. I Mind you, have you seen brilliant. that Alan Richardson in real life? He's no. a fucking, like... Is he a beefy? He's, a, he's, he's, a, he's jacked, bless him. Nice. Yeah, he's a, he's a beefcake, bless him. Played Aquaman in Smallville. I did not know that. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, I'm sure it's him. Yeah, he was oh. also in a. He was also in a. I think it was a program called Blue Mountain State with Stephen Amell. Oh. He was in it for one season, but uh, Alan Richardson was the main guy. Nice. I read far too much IMDb trivia. You do. You really do. Yeah. I need to read more. <laughs> it's useful for this, but I do it for no good reason. <laughs> just because. <laughs> just because. Yeah, I don't know how the turtles get back to, to New York. Did they find for... a sewer that got them back to New York yeah, like in probably. the last one that got them there and looked really quickly? Poify. So Bebop and Rocksteady have got back because they've somehow chartered another plane, I guess. Mm. Um, they flew the husk of the old one back. <laughs> they, uh, they get back. They oh, give... if only they'd had the turtle blimp to get them back. I would have legit I'd died. Have that. I would have died in the cinema. Right that would have been good for the cinema. merchandise seeing as, they've really already had the, seeing as they've already had the other one. Yeah, it really would. They get back. They give Shredder the, the beats. Portal starts opening, Technodrome pieces start coming through, and it is fucking glorious. Mm. Although I was a little bit bothered that they had another fight up in the sky again. See, I didn't mind that so much because it didn't ruin anything for me. I was like, oh, this seems this seems mm. the fight was better because I just felt like the Shredder was too overpowered and a bit shit in the first yeah. one. He was probably one of my least favorite parts of the. Mm. Like, like 2014 turtles. The film. difficulty with that fight in the in the 2014 one was the fact that he was beaten essentially by them playing like a childhood game. Yeah, which fuck, fuck. 
Yeah, and which is something that he would have had to have stood perfectly still waiting for them to finish. Mm. Like, it's not like a thing where they were just like, pow, in your face. Like, they, like, jump over one another and do a crouch and one of them does a spring and a thing and a blur. And it's like, he's just waiting there for someone to kick him mm. in his head. <laughs> yes, yeah, so just a, dip, a better strategy probably would have been more what was needed as opposed just to that. fly at him at once. Mm. Um, yeah, but, they never try that, do they? No. Not very often. So, Except in this one. Yeah. So when, well, it's only two of them, isn't it? But like, I, I liked that when they both jumped on him. Yeah. And shout, nobody hurts Mike. Nobody messes with Mikey. That was cute. I love it when they do brotherly things and mm. say brotherly things, like that bit in the nineties movie when they have a cuddle in the bath after Raph almost is dead. <laughs> like Donnie ruins it. Donnie ruins it with his stupid actor's face in his mouth. <sighs> I can't say. Oh, I didn't even is. mean that. I just meant the bit where he's like, <laughs> it's a Kodak moment. <laughs> But again, that's a very sort of like brotherly kind of thing. He's making yeah. an awkward joke when you show too much emotion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Aww. really like that. I love that bit where Mikey watching. finally sees Krang and he's like, ew, he's like, you're chewing gum. Yes, <laughs> that was brilliant. Because he is. He just exactly yeah. looked like chewing, chewing gum. We've skipped ahead a bit here. So Vern gets April and Casey out of prison with the actual footage from... That's it. Because uh, he has the key to the city, which apparently Yeah, so he can just wander around key. anywhere. Yeah, but it also means that he can just show it to people and be like, I can be in this lab. What I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> no, I'm sure I it's not. It I think a lot, I think more than anything, it was like, it, it was using his credibility of being the Falcon, mm. of just being like, you the know, Falcon. hey. Falcon, where did that name come from? I know, from? I, I did like that. It was fucking stupid. Yeah. So, Shredder. Do you think that was a reference to the fact that Vernon Fenwick in the old 80s cartoon had a had nose a like schnoz. a beak? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, Shredder it, betrays it, Baxter. Sends him to Tokyo. I was really hoping, you know, when he when he delivers that line where he's like, "You are nothing but." I was really hoping he was going to say an insect or something and like hint at the hoping, fly. But was, he says a fucking footnote, and I was really cross about that. I liked that it was footnote. like, "You'll remember my name." It was like, "No one will remember your name," which kind of made me think of the Nickelodeon series. <laughs> I was just really hoping there'd be a little bit of a hint that he might be a fly one day. That's what I mean. I was waiting. I was hoping for like a mid-credit scene or something. Yeah, uh, you know, hinting that the that might be coming up. Boss, weren't they? I'm skipping ahead there again, mm. but um, so yeah, he does a he does a betray, and then Krang does a betray of him, freezes him, and sticks him in this cryogenic. Did you see what any of the other things there was were? There's a triceraton in there. I thought so as well, but it was so like quick, and mm. I could only really concentrate on it's one. Right. That it I comes didn't... out on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, we'll be all pause I'm, it. I'm sure someone on the internet has put up stills everywhere of it. I don't know why I haven't just looked, to be fair. Oh, there's definitely a triceraton in there. I saw it on the, um, again, it's on the trivia. Ah, because I was wondering what the other things were, because that's like setting things up for a, a third mm. movie, like quite quite nicely. I um, want Ray Filet. Oh, I And, you know, Casey Ray Jones Filet. to actually be Casey Jones. Yeah, that'd be nice. So the uh, April and Casey tell the police, you've got to let us send the turtles up there. So the turtles come out of the shadows Except not really, because they have a police was, escort everywhere and they don't want to be seen by anyone but police, And it was during the day and they came out of the sewer, not the shadows. <laughs> yeah. So it should have been out of the sewers, really. Yeah. I wish they'd called it Half Shell like they were going to, because I kind of like that. Or just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Heroes in a Half Shell. I like the fact, nice. though, that I can shorten it to TMNT Oots. Oots. Um, <laughs> Oots. Oots. <laughs> uh, so they go off and start having a scrap, scrappy, scrap, scrap, scrap. Well, they have that nice. They're... Well, they have that nice bit that's in the trailer where Raph's like, you know, we're, we're just four brothers who uh, hate bullies and love this city, which I really like that bit. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love Raph. Although again, I think it should have been more. That should have been like something that Leo came out with as the leader. Leo's I know he had not a bit very before. leadery though in this movie. I've noticed later. 
because he starts leading everybody and strategizing, you know, mm. when they finally come together and he's like, right, we're going to need this here, we're going to need that there. And then he starts leading them when they're actually going up to the, when they actually do fight on mm. the Technodrome. But he should have been the one taking charge with the police and like just showing his authority. Yeah. It should have been him that delivered that line, I think. Yeah, I agree. But but anyway, that's, you know. But Rafton a good Navi. Yeah, yeah. The uh, my biggest problem with this section of the movie is where we split off again and it like full on Ghostbusters, don't it? With in, the police um, escort and that. No, well, not only that, but it was it. What bothered me was the uh, April Casey Vernon storyline because it mm. breaks off. Like, whereas last time uh, April and Vern were just going to go off and get try and get hold of the mutagen or the gas or whatever it was. I can't even remember now. Gas. They were going to go and get something to stop the shredder yeah, it was a if. Gas. If the turtles failed, no, I think it was um, the mutagen actually. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was as well. But um, it was in only what's his name, wasn't it? Uh, um, Eric Sachs. Yeah, who don't think he's got a gun, which I know is like pretty bad. But... No, but still, you know. But in this, in this one, like April, Casey, and Vernon, who together, maybe Casey's got a bit of a case because he's on the police <laughs> force and stuff, but. Well, they, he's shown before that he's got They're going up against Bebop, Rocksteady and Karai. Yeah, I know. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? In no universe are those three beating it... Bebop, Rocksteady and Karai. You can well, fuck right off. Well, the only reason that Casey beats them two is because they're stupid and he manages to, like, evade, move out, until... evade them until they, get in, and until they get trapped and then he cobs a grenade in there. Um, are they dead? No, well, no, they talk. they talk. Yeah, the end. They talk at the end. But I was just like, how are they not dead? Are they severely mutated again? No, I think it's that, like I said, just about the IDWs. I think they're just like that big and resilient. strong and like resilient to damage. Although I only understand a rhino, but not so much a warthog. Yeah. Because that's mostly just fur and, and fat. Yeah. Whereas a rhino do have like thick, like a thick skin, hoid, don't, don't they? Yeah. So I get that. But anyway, so your issues, the Casey fight. Finding a perfectly shaped metal bar that resembles a and, hockey stick and, and some roller skates, out roller of nowhere. Blades, yeah, just nowhere. Like. I found it really weird that Bebop and Rocksteady were patrolling the perimeter on motorbikes that they were a too massive for, and b why did they need them? That warehouse is no way that big. No, and then um, and they they got cameras because they shot them bollards up, so they already knew people were coming anyway. Yeah. So they knew that there were intruders. Yeah. It's absolute like that whole se- sequence really bothered me because Karai like, right, as well. I did like the bit where Rocksteady charges after him and starts knocking all the cars. Yeah, out. that, like, that was, was cool. When he gets that down on all four and starts going after him. But um, the, the bigger problem I had really was Karai because I think Bebop and Rocksteady can get outsmarted. Like I'll accept that. Mm. But Karai is supposed to be. April, yeah, she's supposed to be like a fucking ninja badass. She's barely in the movie. She's a different I bird don't to know, last though, time. Because I think, like with the last one, it proved that Karai wasn't really much, like the Foot Clan weren't that ninjury. They were more like a paramilitary unit. Mm. And if it, they're if more ninjury in this one, though, aren't they? Yeah, but if we're going off the last one, Karai was she was wielding a gun and wasn't really like fighting anybody. She just uh, seemed she more really, like she a, wasn't up to much in this either, really, was she? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it. She's so much. I think she's more Karai name only. Like she's mm. the Shredder's daughter, but she's not the Karai that you've seen in the past, where yeah. she's like a badass Kunoichi. <laughs> tried to do the. Tried to I liked it. No, it I, I enjoyed it. It just made Thank me you. think of the last episode when we kept talking about the ones from Image with their tiny, tiny bikini outfits. Gimp ninjas. <laughs> yeah. Gimp ninjas. <laughs> I'm, right I'm actually accepting week, that scene a bit more the more we're talking about it now, though, because yeah, you are right. It wasn't really, it wasn't Even really like, like up a, to standards. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Like we, you know, in like the the, the 2007 CGI one where mm. it's like April wouldn't stand a chance against her. Yeah. 
And certainly not this April. At least that one had a modicum of martial arts training, mm. but she still wouldn't have stood a chance against her because it was like actual badass Karai, yeah. who is a full-on ninja. Much well, she like was the leader the of the foot in that, wasn't she? Yeah, exactly. Much like the the um, much like the IDW Karai, who's probably the most badass version, mm-hmm. and then like the Nickelodeon one, who comes a close second because she's like, I mean, she's one who's usually not beaten in a fight. Yeah. Unless it's Splinter, but apparently you can beat everybody and then knows like chi moves to beat everybody to like tempt acupuncture points. He's always got an answer for something, hasn't yeah, he, in that it. one? Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, that no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and say that it's a case of that she's not. I can accept yeah. it more now then. Because I was getting really like crossed I about knew that. you were going to be mad about that when I saw it happen. I was like, oh. I want Karai to be more of a badass though, because mm. I know that the April in these movies is he's, he's like, she's quite competent and she's. Savvy and she's determined, but she's not like a well, double R badass. Well, they were supposed to fight her. No, she's more like brains. You yeah, know, she's not brawn. Investigative she's more, journalism. Yeah, woman. she's she's intelligence. Yeah, and I mean, going from the comics, she like in the comics, she's like second only to Donnie, I think, because mm. she's always portrayed as being like whip smart and picks things up. But yeah, with um, th- with that fight with Karai, that was supposed to be in the first film I was reading. But I'm betting this is how it went down, right? Because of all the reshoots that they they did. Because William Fitchner was supposed to be Eric Sachs, the Angli- Anglicanized version of Oroku Suki. He was supposed to have been in the Shredder armor fighting the turtles, not the faceless Japanese guy that we yeah. saw in the random scenes that Coxant kind of came out of nowhere. So Vernon and uh, April were supposed to fight Karai instead of Eric Sachs. Right. So that's why they changed it, and she just kind of gets dropped mm. from the end of the film. Because if you notice, oh, yeah. once she gets she beaten, just doesn't appear. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. She doesn't appear after that bit in the subway, really, does she? No, no I think she. I think he talks to her, and that's about it. Oh god, yeah, you're right. Hmm? Never even noticed that. Yeah, there's because there's so much of that film that got messed about in reshoots, and the more that I find out, the more I can see. Because before mm. I was, I'd, I'd not really. I'd heard that they'd done it, but I was like, yeah, you can see there's a few bits they've clearly shot to fill it out, but stuff like that. I wouldn't have even have realised. No, me neither. But now thinking about it, knowing that they changed him to be the shred from being the shredder to being like somebody helping him, because originally it was supposed to be that he was the one selling selling the cure. That's why he's telling that story, mm. as opposed to like helping the shredder. Do you know what I mean? That story yeah. about the warlords that yeah, um, that looked after him in, in Japan that one time. No, no, no. It's, he's telling that story about an ancient alchemist or something who came along, and I think the, the tail end of the story was supposed to be that. The alchemist was the one who created the poison that he was selling, that he was giving the cure for. Right. So he was going to be the hero, whereas the shredder was like the villain. Okay. But they're the same person. Mm. So he's the shredder and Eric Sachs doing, you know, mm. being good but being evil at the same time. But anyway, that's neither here nor there because we're talking about this one, and not, this, <laughs> not the sequel. But I say like that. There's just yeah, that scene was supposed to be in the first one. My God, that was some waffle nonsense. Yeah. I forgot I know, to mention. I didn't really tie that up very well. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. I forgot to mention that before the turtles come out of the shadows, they have a little debate about whether it would be better to turn themselves human to go and fight Krang so that they can show the world that it's them. That's it. Cause, uh, uh, and Raph smashes the. Yeah, apparently they leave it all. He says, oh, you, you can decide, and they all leave it down to Raph. Yeah. Who's mm. like the most impulse decision maker? Like, who? why would you trust Raph with that? I like the fact that Leo was just like, do you know what? I'll do whatever guy, what you guys want to do because mm. it's not it shouldn't just be up to me, which was sweet. 
Uh, but then Raph was just like... Yeah, that's Sonic being a good leader. I, I, then Raph was just like smashing it up a wall. I can't help but think that Mikey probably went, mm, could he use it later? Mm-hmm. Like, could he use that at some point so I could at least have a day out, you prick? <laughs> like, <laughs> could have but, sprinkled it on for five hand, five fingers instead. Yeah. Instead of just three. It seems to me that that would be more useful. Yeah, I don't know. If having Well, it's isn't it like two fingers and a thumb, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is, I don't yeah. know how that Actually, no, works. I suppose if they got five fingers, like, it'd fuck them up because they wouldn't know what to do because they're used to wielding weapons with those two fingers and a thumb. Yeah. So it'd really mess them up having those extra two fingers. They wouldn't know what to do with them straight away. Yeah, that would be weird. They start having a scrap with Krang and he's That's all it. Like... They go to the Chrysler building and jump onto them uh, bits of the Technodrome mm. and like sort of ride them in. I've got to say, that. I was a little bit sad that um, Fred Armisen wasn't Krang. Just I can't because how we do the voice, well, that's though, the thing. I, really I was, I was Brad really Garrett. intrigued to see how he would do it. Um, Unless he was going to do like a proper Pat Fraley, like <laughs> I would have loved yeah. that. Shredder. <laughs> yeah, I like that as well. <laughs> that would have been wonderful. But I did, yeah, I did like uh, what's his chops, Brad Garrett. Yeah, what's his good. chops? What's his chops? Oh, Brad. Brad um, again, though this 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 fight scene doesn't have. Well, as much in the elements. way of fighting as it had a few elements of the shredder fight where he's where he cut his hand off and he does that he's like pulling the the hands are coming in and attaching mm. which was a bit like them stupid knives it was a very similar like almost a copy of that fight really but bigger um, and better I thought it was better just because there was yeah. a technodrome going on around it everything's better when you put a technodrome I tell in you it. what they listen to us yeah put a fucking technodrome in it yeah better move we were right. <laughs> We were right. <laughs> I liked this bit of the film because it's they've all become brother the happy times again, and they're mm. all working as a unit, and they're having a scrap. And Donnie's doing Donnie's doing machines, and I liked Mikey's little GoPro bits when he's on his oh, when he's he was on his skateboard, skateboard and he was like beam, shooting up to the top. Loved it. It's so much fun. This movie. Mm. That's like it's really hard to despite all the things that I didn't like about it, or all the things that were a little bit wrong about it. It's it's hard to dislike this movie. Rich hated it. Rich gave it oh, half a star on Letterboxd. <laughs> no, I saw his... Um, I saw... Because I was trying to figure out initially, which was really stupid, that I saw him put up on Facebook, well, that was shit, wasn't it? And I was like, what's all this noise? And then I scrolled down. I was like, oh, Tagged right, himself okay, at he's the been cinema. to the Turtles. Right, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, we walked out and he was like, well, that was crap, wasn't it? And I was like, no, no, and the thing is, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Mm. Because the I bits that I, I did enjoy, enjoy were brilliant. I want another viewing, and I think I yeah. might like watch the first one again and then go and watch it. But I, at the moment, I'm leaning towards uh, I enjoyed it more than the t- 2014 one because it seems to oh, be yeah. more fun and took itself less seriously. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know where I'm at with that because when I my initial reaction to the movie was that I didn't think it was as good. Like, as soon as I left the cinema, I was like, I enjoyed that, but it wasn't as good. Mm. But the more I've thought about it, and the more I realised that, like, this is actually a Turtles movie. There are Turtles yeah, in it they're a very lot. Mo- they've embraced um, the ridiculous nature of the franchise and just gone, do you yeah. know what? Fucking put a Technodrome in it, put a, put a Bebop, put a Rocksteady in it, <laughs> yeah. make the Shredder, you know. Put a Krang in it. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Just, you know, whatever we can slam it. Get Casey Jones in yeah. there. Pop him Baxter in there. Stockman, get it in, you know. Yeah, but it I, um, didn't. Although this, I'll be honest. Although they rushed through some of the stories, it didn't. I felt like, apart from the humans, that I could really give a fuck about, like mm. having more April and more uh, Vernon and stuff. As much as I, I didn't. I do like Will Arnett. I've got to say, I'd rather have like the turtles and. 
Baxter Stockman and you know the Shredder and yeah. and, and all of that lot and, and Bebop and Rocksteady. I'd rather see all of that, and I'd want to see them all fighting mm. and beating fuck out of each other, and making yeah. silly jokes. I did. The, the, to be honest, the the of all the stuff that I've mentioned, that the biggest problem for me was the the reduced levels of fighty fights. Yeah, there was a lot more sort of like action, but there wasn't. There weren't as many like cool fights because, like you were saying in the nineties movies when they were in the the weird turtle suits, like some of those fight sequences and moves are like mm. utter badass. Oh yeah, and I wanted to see more of that sort of bees like one on one fighty times. Yeah, overall, I really, really, really like this movie, and the, and the more I think about it, the more I like it because it is so much more like the turtles that I grew up with because I yeah. you know I've said this before like I wasn't I wasn't born when the original comics came out no and I wasn't, was worked. I wasn't few into older than me. yeah I wasn't into comics until like quite late in my teens early 20s either so like the the 87 cartoon turtles were like my turtles yeah and I think these oh, were I'd say the same with me as well but... this was a bit more leaning towards that with the bebop and the rock steady and the te- I mean seeing a technodrome on screen when that yeah. eyeball opened up I was like fucking I know because initially I was like they're not going to do it they're not going to do it oh they fucking did it mm. they give it an eyeball and I everything almost yeah I loved it plotsed. so yeah they do a fight they um they get honours yeah, Leo. Well, Leo and Raph they tear Krang's head off because he's um. Oh, he goes. He he skateboards with his um rocket powered, uh, skateboard. <laughs> Nearly said roller skate. How old do I sound? His rocket powered skateboard. He goes all the way up to the top to get this beacon or something that's causing the Technodrome to form around itself. Mm. Krang gives him a bear hug. Leo and Raph tear his head off. He throws the beacon to Donnie, who attaches it to a little drone. And it fight goes out the roof. I don't know where it's going to go. It goes though. through the portal. They get it through the portal back to the Dimension X, so that How the Technodrome far starts the coming apart. Of that little remote controlled drone have actually been. Though? I don't know, but it flies through the portal, and then all the bits oh, of the Technodrome start unforming and going back into Dimension X. All I saw was the beacon fly off. I didn't see. It. I didn't clock it going into the portal. So I was like, right, it's going to form somewhere. Where's yeah. he taking it? Yeah, because I think. Although I did like the. I, I'll see you again, turtles. Like, I love that. It was like brilliant. That's it, so it felt like the cartoon. End, as I say, it felt mm. so much like the end of an episode of the eighties cartoon. Like you know, Shredder's accidentally fell into Dimension X again, and mm. <laughs> like, oh, he's I just know. tripped I'm up in there. And... To see. Although that's weird though, because that little prison when it was all coming together, I don't remember seeing any of that. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know, but, but mm. the Technodrome is now fully formed back again in the. In Dimension X. X, and then uh, April and Casey and close the portal by smashing it. Smashing it very in high tech. Yeah. I Why couldn't Donnie have just done that? And then he could have got in the fight and just gone, ah, computers. <laughs> he could have got in a fight it. with his bow staff and a computer. Yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> then you wouldn't be all like, oh, I didn't do anything. I could go, yeah, you did. Eat a computer in it. <laughs> yeah, I they think... get honours in front of the Statue of Liberty. Am very go- right very thinking... Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Am I right yeah. in thinking that Bebop and Rocksteady get arrested? Yeah, but I don't but know Baxter how they're going to contain them. somehow on the run. Yeah, he, well, he's not on the run. They've because the, obviously the Foot Clan don't know that the shred has been frozen in carbonite or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> so they've just taken him to their their Japan facility, where again I'm assuming they're setting it up I so really he becomes, hope he the becomes fly. a fly. I don't know though because it seems like something that'd be a bit grim for like it'd look a bit horrible. I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It depends how they do it, you know, because they don't want to do it. Because you've got to think as well. There's a certain. I know they had like a little bit of um, bluish language, but 
not majorly, but it's still kind of a. I'd say they're going for like a probably like a mid-teens audience with these films. You know, early to mid-teens kind of thing. But let's be honest, little kids are going to want to go and see it. It's the turtles, yeah, right? It's turtles. So they don't want to go too far. Mm. You know, um, I'm surprised they had any salty language in it. To be honest with you, because I don't recall them saying anything. They're doing it, uh, swearing in the first one. No. I don't remember them swearing in this one, but it has been yeah, too recent. They said like, pi- I think they said like pissed off or something like that a couple of times. I don't uh, know. Nah. I don't know. I swear they didn't. I swear they. I don't know. I don't know. It seems it's daft because it's kind of unnecessary, really, because it doesn't suit the characters. Mm. I don't know. There are sometimes when I think if I was in a situation like what some people are in movies and stuff, I would be swearing like a champion. So. Yeah, but that sort. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something. I don't know. I don't know. It's not like. Because I remember a letter to the Peter, um, to Peter Laird in one of the, uh, I think it was Volume 4, um, when they started doing it again. That was a shame because Volume 4 was quite good, actually. This was after the image run. I don't remember. It's good. Cool. It, didn't, it, um, it didn't, I think it like just sort of got cancelled, unfortunately, mm. so they never finished the, uh, the story. But anyway, he was answering letters in the letter column and someone was asking, because he said, like, this is how old are they? He says, well, at this point, they're kind of more like middle-aged turtles because he was aging them in real time. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, well, you know, why don't they, use, why don't they swear? And he's like, oh, I, you know, I don't really see the need from using bad language. Or like, mm, fair enough, you know, it doesn't really. Yeah. If you don't need it, don't need it, you know. But no, I know, I know what you're saying. We would definitely, we'd be like, fuck, shit, 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 just running away from everything. But... <laughs> Fucking ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> no, we wouldn't get a chance to swear. We'd be dead. Yeah, we would be. I'd very, have probably died dead. of shock before yeah. anyone actually killed me. There you go. You um... see. But yeah, so they get honoured at the end of it. So. Yeah, I I liked it. But they decide to it. choose choose the life of Shadow again, don't they? No, I like that. Raph was like, who wants to be normal anyway? That's boring. Yeah. Yeah, I like well, that. Well, I certainly don't. I'm not even slightly normal. Yeah. <laughs> so... Bless you. Um, no, I did like that sentiment. Although it does... I liked his little grin as well when he said it. Yeah, it, he's it just that it, they get more they have more fun being themselves like It just bothered me a tiny bit that nobody ever seemed to ask Mikey who was the one who was that bothered about mm. Being able to wonder. I don't around. see why they stopped him from mucking about in the Halloween, the Halloween parade. parade. Yeah, yeah see, everybody like, just thought he was time. wearing a cool costume. Yeah, you'd, you'd assume that. But look, I, again, I've never understood that in films. Like even that garbage Howard the Duck film. They're like, hey, look, you're 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 in a duck costume, aren't you? You're a small child in a duck costume. Like there is no way. I've never seen anybody in a costume that good. I've seen some decent cosplayers, but I've never seen anybody full on look like an actual turtle man walking around. Yeah, it's. It's it's a garbage movie conceit that I'm sick and I wish they'd drop it. Yeah. That's Although I did like in the Howard the Duck comics that Steve Gerber was, was wrote was he said like I don't think people actually do think I'm a small child and a duck. I think it's just that it's whatever helps them cope with the fact that they're seeing a walking talking duck <laughs> yeah. man. I'm paraphrasing, but that makes sense. Overall, when how, how many, many canisters of mutagen would you ask, give it out of five? Ask you that. Well, I'm well, guess what? I um, knew where you were going because we've done this fuck knows how many times now. Go you, hippie. Um, well, when I initially came out of the cinema, I gave it three stars on Letterboxd. But I might want to bump it to like a like a three and a half, three and three quarters. I'd go for about three and a half. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do, like it has too much. Like, I'd have rather they not had Casey in it than have the Casey they had. Yeah. It's not um, a perfect movie. Not at all. You know, by any stretch. Um, but, but it it's is dumb, really it's good. good, dumb fun. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's as good as the 1990 movie, but I would put it on a par, maybe slightly better than the 2014 one. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with that. I'd go with that. I'd actually say it's better than the 2007 one. Ooh, 
Because, well, no, looking back on that one, as much as I enjoy it, it's it's kind of an odd nonsense story that contains the turtles. The 80s. You know, the whole portal, <laughs> absolutely the whole portal nonsense. And the it's stars kind of, of Keegan. Yeah, it's more like, I mean, I remember getting really annoyed when one of my exes said this, when I made her watch it with me. She's like, it's just like a feature-length episode. And I was like, no, it ain't. It kind of it is. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like a feature-length episode of... Um, one of the later seasons of the 2003 series, or maybe like in the the 87 series later on when it was getting weird. <laughs> yeah, it was an odd story to have. It was a shame, really, with that, because they were obviously trying to set up the idea of sequels, bringing in things like the Shredder and stuff again. Mm. So well, I told you they were going to bang the te- Technodrome in it and all yeah. sorts of stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, but... Um... Hey-ho. At least we got it in this one. Oh, man, honestly, I, I, was, I felt like a child again when that was happening. Mm. What the fucking eye? I'm so excited. So good. Uh, I'll give it so, a thumb up. Yeah, we'll give it. A, we'll give it, and I'll give it another thumb up, but not two thumbs up because that's a registered trademark of Siskel and Ebert. So <laughs> we will give it a separate thumb up each, just yeah, the one. Just that'll do. Yep, yep. But um, yeah. So overall, I'd say that's pretty good. But seeing as last week, last week, last episode, yeah, you decided to. Go and do oh well, Stacy's little bit. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna review an episode of a terrible TV program. I didn't do that this time, even though I promised I would again. But yeah, well, you probably did yourself a favour. It doesn't matter how slowly you watch it; it's still garbage. Yeah. But I've decided that um, as a little uh, addendum, to, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start reviewing the actual Turtles games. Oh, Donkey's Corner. Starting with. Sorry. Well, we can do this as well as. God, this cream soda so gassy. It is cream soda. <laughs> smells nice though. <laughs> Smells very sweet. No, no, no. I could smell it before you burp. Calm down. It's all right. It's not the burp. It's it, that's unrelated. But it does smell quite nice. Um, yeah, I thought we'd do this as well as you know. If you still want to review that garbage program, I'll try and watch one before uh, the next one. Don't hurt yourself. Trust me. Um, you know, it's effort. Will the next one be our second birthday? Yes, it will because it's everyone oh, every. T- hang on. Crap. This one's July, so that one will be September. Is yes. that our second birthday? Well, hang on a minute. If we put one out every two months, and yeah. this is episode 12, wouldn't this yeah, make so us 13. Our... No, 13 would be our... Because technically, like, the first one was... Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, no, yeah, because... Holy so this would be... shit. I know. Now, this is... I think this is... Wouldn't this be, like, the, the two-year for, for us recording? Would it? No. I don't think so. No, I think it'll be know. September. I don't but underst- anyway. I'm not Renee. I don't understand Podcast how time works. <laughs> I don't understand how time works, all right? Renette. Yeah, Erin all. I'm not Doc Brown, thank Go you on. very much. Review so of anyway, Which one are you talking about today? Well, I thought it'd be fairly Dinky's apt corner. to review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan, the newest version, newest Turtles game that's come out on the Xbox One, PS4. I think it's on the Xbox 360 and maybe the PS3, but... I don't care about them because I've got an Xbox One now, so <laughs> who's interested in past gen, right? Mm-hmm. But seeing as I'm not buying a million consoles because I'm not made of money, I'm going to review the Xbox One version, but I'm pretty confident there won't be too many differences, really. and definitely won't be any real differences in gameplay, just probably graphics. And honestly, I'm short-sighted, so I don't really care <laughs> that much. about. And I'm playing it on a reasonably oldish telly. I can't really tell the difference anyway. I don't give a shit. Fair as long as it plays well and doesn't look like total garbage, which 
is one of my high points. This game looks very nice. It's a very nice cell shaded design. I was going to say, is this the one where the turtle designs look a bit more like the IDW? Yes, they do ones. because yeah. they well, they've got the, the logo for the IDW ones, and the story is written by Tom Waltz. Oh, so there you go. You see, this ga- but, but the story's mm, the story's all right. It's 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 kind of like an afterthought, and it's a lot of the the problem with the game is it's very sort of. There's a lot of these really boring shite missions before you get to fight a really sweet boss. And like each <laughs> boss right. is total badass. And the cutscenes are alright. The story's not bad, but you have to do like defeat all the enemies or um uh, uh, uh return this crang weapon to a portal, defend these cash points. The, 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 the mi- no, honestly that's one of them. Defend these ATMs or defend this this safe van or um, sweet. Return these bricks of gold that you have to pick up and carry really slowly, or you know, disarm these bombs to get the enemy intel. They're all absolute gash and <laughs> really boring. I'd rather oh. it have just been flat out. I fight from level, like room to room, beating the fuck out of people um, instead of having to do that. But when you get to the boss fights, it's brilliant because you've got Bebop, Rocksteady, um, Slash, Armagon, Wingnut, Krang, Karai, and Shredder. Nice. Yeah, there's a really good. Um, you get a nice like amount, and they're all like they're fucking huge, and they've all got they're like um, damaged sponges, so they've got like bars and bars and bars of health, and you have to just keep like hammering away at them. But you have to obviously you've got to watch the strategy. There, there's some good fun because you really have to like watch the strategy of the bosses, and you have these different. Like, you use your special moves on them and like duck mm. and weave and out of the way. But yeah, the actual levels in between are a bit shite, and some of them it's like uh, it's kind of a grind. At the minute, I'm trying to go through it again because you, when you um, when you've completed the game, you can go through it again and you get secret bosses. Mm. So with the Bebop fight, if you get a right if you get the right uh, ratings, you get to fight Rocksteady as well at the same time. <laughs> and then again with Rocksteady, you get to fight Bebop, and then there's different versions like Slash and Arm uh, Slash and Armagon, I think Karai and the Shredder. Uh, Wingnut and somebody and so on and so forth. Wingnut was the biggest pain in the ass because he's a fucking flying bat. He was driving me up the wall, but I managed to drill him in the end. But that's neither here nor there. But uh, no, I, I enjoyed it, but it's a little bit. It's not everything that it could have been, as I've already mentioned to you today. Uh, there's no, there's no local co-op, which is kind of that's a ball bag. Stupid. Well, yeah, exactly because we could have had you know me, you, Rich, and. Um, a toity toity tiddly toy, toity toity, all your potatoes, Kieran round, drop your smiggers round. Come round and have a play because he's not terrible Top at video games, Jones. is he? He's not terrible at video I'm games. I'm terrible at video game. games. Like, yeah, well, there's three the of us that are good at. Channel. Yeah, but there's three of us that are good at video You'd games, and we'd like keep look, going after you and reviving you. Because when you get when you get knocked down to a certain health level, they pop back in their shell, mm. and it says shell shocked in like um, like a uh, speech bubble above them. And you can like jump up and down in the shell trying to get to the other guys so they can revive you. It's so weird, but it it, it suffers from one of those things where like because obviously they've they've got all these quips for the turtles, and after a while you've heard them all. Do you know that's it's really annoying? One of the things I really liked about the Deadpool game was that they had a massive amount of those, and it was really rare that you heard the same one unless you uh, kept fucking up a level. I played the game so many times that because I played it about three times, oh, I heard them a lot, and they got a little bit tiresome after a oh, while. Oh yeah, see, I only watched Rich play it through the once, and so it was like I liked it, but there wasn't a lot of replay 
factor to that game. In the it's same way, there isn't with this gameplay, though, isn't it? It's mm. just like go in, shoot these guys, yeah. jump over that, catch that thing. It was kind of sad, really. Yeah. After all the yeah. anyway, but anyway. It's, it's similar with this. Actually, there's not a massive amount of replayability factor to it. The collectibles, there's only the. They've got collectibles and stuff. I mean, I always remember this being a fun thing from old video games. You'd go around, you'd get your collectibles and stuff. You'd unlock different uh, costumes for your characters and things like that and unlock other characters. I mean, even in previous Turtles games where, like, uh, one's based on the 2003 series, you could unlock, like, Casey Jones as an alternate character Mm -hmm. instead of Raphael or Splinter instead of Leonardo and so on and so forth. But there's nothing like that in this one. Your collectibles Mm -hmm. are alternate front covers of the IDW Turtles comics drawn by Kevin Eastman. It would have been nice if they'd have put some other stuff in there because mm. the same company that did this, Platinum Dunes, did a recent game called Transformers Devastation where there are shitloads of collectibles that you can find which range from character artwork which could be from the old Transformers toys to the Devil's Due, not Devil's Due, I think it was, shit, I can never remember the name of the company that did it but they've got like loads of different artwork from the comics from mm. like from more recent stuff to older stuff and like like I say the old toy packaging artwork and I think there's some other bits and bobs in there as well like um I'm not sure if there's some old Transformers commercials I can't remember I didn't unlock everything but they did a lot of fan service for mm. it and I was just kind of dis- I was a little disappointed you know the turtles look nice um the guys who do the voices are really good but it's, I'm, I'm shocked they didn't get them the Nickelodeon voices you know like Greg Sipes and yeah. Rob Paulson but they're all right, you know. They're nice. They've got the characterization down well. Should hope so anyway. If Tom Waltz has written it, yeah. But I'd probably say, I, if I'm going to give it a score, I'd say it's two and a half cans of mutagen. <laughs> Solidly out of average. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. It's. I'm glad I didn't pay full price for it. It's yeah. not the worst game in the world by any stretch. It looks really nice and it plays well. The mechanics are fine and everything. It's just kind of fucking boring. Whereas like Transformers Devastation, I never felt like that. And that's from the exact same company. Mm. And similar thing, taking some 80s nostalgia, putting a really beautiful cel-shaded kind of wrapping on it and giving it a really decent, solid fighting mechanic. But it just didn't work as well, which is a shame because I don't know how they fucked it up. Because I say the yeah. boss fights are amazing and they look awesome. Like the boss characters look the tits. You'd hate it because um, they're all like the IDW ones. So Rocksteady oh, no. has got his giant hammer. And uh, what's its name? Bebop has a chainsaw as well Fucking when it comes hell. out. A chainsaw and a and a giant assault rifle. What did he call it? He had a name for his stupid sledgehammer. I, I can't remember. Because that's how you know that someone's a crazy person when they name like yeah. an inanimate object. They're about to twat you over the face with. Yes, that is a. Uh, did you a sign ever? Of a nutter. We'll yeah. probably talk about this in the future then, if you do some more Duncan's video game corner. Hmm. Um. But well, Turtles did you ever... game, it's very, very yeah. solidly specific. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever play the Turtles game that came out of the 2007 movie? Because I have a lot to say about that, if you ever do. Yes, but there's so many that. different versions of it. But I I'll played be talking... the Wii version. Nah, see, I'm gonna be... when I talk about that, it's going to be memories, because I'm not going back to revisit it. <laughs> there was two versions of that. In okay. fact, you know what? I'm going to bash this out now, because I hate that game. Oh, there's me too, but for a, re- a different reason, probably, than what you guys Yeah, say. I played two versions of that game. I played the Xbox 360 one, which wasn't too bad. It was just kind of like a, um, a fighting game that had like these weird platforming mechanics. 
but they, some of them got introduced really late in the game. Mm. Like there was a flashback scene with Leonardo where he goes to this temple and gets an amulet that lets him pass through solid walls, yeah. but only specific walls. Weird. So I'm assuming the Wii version's exactly the same, yeah, yeah. but with the Wii's dodgy controls, which is probably why you have this is the thing it that, up so much. This is the thing that made me super cross, is nobody told me before I started playing that, because you had to use the the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck. And it didn't tell you that if you held either one of those slightly to the left or the right, your turtle would drop into a protective crouch. Um, But he wasn't really protecting himself from anything because you could get the shit kicked out of you for it. And because I didn't know how I'd done it, I wasn't moving my hands and I was just shouting at the screen like, well, the fuck won't you get up, Uh, you stupid turtle prick? Move! And there was one level that I hated where you had to, like, climb up these platforms that were receding into the walls. Wasn't it? Did you Um, say it was the temple to get to, like, the the winter's winter's level to get up to the top of the tower? That was it. Oh, my God, the number of times my turtle dropped into a crouch and then fell Uh, off one of these fucking receding panels. I was livid! And then the end, the boss at the end was annoying as fuck because... Each turtle had, like, a special move. So, like, I think um, Mikey, like, span around on the floor in, like, a breakdance-type move and twatted people. And Donnie did that thing where, like, he would swing one of the other turtles around and, like, launch and stuff. But the only way you could kill the boss was to do those special moves in a very specific order. Right. Except if you didn't know that, i.e. if it's your first fucking time playing against that boss... You'd just keep trying different moves and sometimes mm. they'd land and sometimes they wouldn't and you'd end up spe- <laughs> I spent a good hour trying to fight him because he wasn't killing me because I was like dodging and stuff. But I spent a good hour and every now and again it'd be like, Oh look, Raf's move just landed, so I'd do Leo's and then it'd be like, No, that wouldn't work, so I'd do Raf's again and that wouldn't work either because I'd fucked up the order somehow and I was like, uh-huh. oh. I had to go online and read up. And it was only then that I realised that you had to do it in order. And as soon as I did it, I like completed it in like two uh-huh. seconds. It's like, bish, bash, bosh, done. I was livid. I've never been so cross at a game in my life. Well, you'd, I was very disappointed with the... Because um, I say I had two versions of that. The, the 360 one wasn't too bad because it was a lot easier with it just being an actual solid controller. Because the, contro- the Wii controller does not lend it well to like platforming games at all. I don't like the Wii controllers, like, well, I don't like them, period. I think they're, they're either. I've, I've found, for any games that I've played, they're either too sensitive in that you can barely move them and all of a sudden you're, like, jumping across the screen yep. when you're trying to be sensible. And then other times you'll, like, be, like, really giving it some willy and nothing's it's, happening yeah. and you're like, ah, fucking stab him. You're getting really cross. <laughs> well, that, because obviously you've got... Sev- they've, they've spammed that over every single console, so they've got it on the, the DS... They got it on the PSP because that was still a thing that people gave a shit about. Um, they got it on the PS3, the Xbox 360, and the Wii. Um, and presumably the, the the Xbox, the Wii version was probably like a sort of less powerful version of like the 360 and the PS3 versions. Mm. I don't know what the DS version was. I think it might have been like a 2D side scroller, but I've, I've never played it because I don't own a DS. I did at the, but I, I didn't have the game. Mm. I had a, no, I had a PSP at the time. I had the PSP version. It was fucking garbage. <laughs> I hated it. It was a little bit like a... You know these infinite running games they have on uh, mobiles now, like Temple Run and stuff like that, where yeah. you s- slide left, slide right, down, jump, mm. so on, right? It was a bit like that, except it was a PSP game that you paid 20-odd quid for. Oh, brilliant. 
it was really annoying. You had to jump, and they were only short levels, so it wasn't even limited. So you had to like do, you know, you had to try and complete them in a quick time. It was fucking shit. You had to jump to one rail to another rail. You could find different paths and shortcuts. Like this, this game sucks a dick. I hated it so much. And you bear in mind that the PSP was powerful enough to run like a version of like of Grand Theft Auto, so which was a PlayStation Two game. Mm. Yeah, it was um, not the proudest moment in. Uh, in turtle gaming, so uh, that's good well, actually. Game Boy Advance as well, and that's the best version. Was it? Yeah. Game oh, Boy there Advanced we go. Was like Streets of Rage and high quality Streets of Rage. There we go. So I'm imagining the DS version probably would have been the exact same as that with a few no. touchpad elements. Was it not? No. Game Boy Advance is entirely different game. Had nothing to do with the film either. Oh right. Brilliant. Oh, there we go then. Brilliant. So there we go. That's how long ago it came out, and then it had a Game Boy Advanced version as as well as a DS version, a PSP version. It just had everything. But that's something you that was quite like common. Game Boy Advanced games in the DS. Though. True. There we go. There we go. We've been talking for an hour and fifty minutes. Good. Should we Good. shut up? Yes, we should. That wraps up Duncan's <laughs> Turtle Video Game Corner <laughs> for today. What? What? <laughs> so. Yes, I know. We've all heard your nice new theme. So anyway, buy a face shirt at um, yeah, spcp.spreadshirt.co.uk. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Well done. Well done. Uh, tweet as a tweet at Deadpool360 and at StaceBob underscore T. Nah, there's no underscore. Just StaceBobT or Stacey's Parlour. Stacey's Parlour's yeah. the best one to like follow and tweet at at the moment because I'm doing all the pimping for the... SPCP live beers. Or join the Facebook page at yep. Stacey's Pod, Pop Culture. Pod Culture. Stacey's Pop. Pop. You know, I, was t- I was talking to Barry the other day about the fact that every time I try and type Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour, for some reason I keep putting parkour, and that's an entirely different thing. Pop- Parkour! <laughs> Can you imagine if I just thought it started doing like a YouTube page where I'm doing parkour uh, and like diving around doing reviews of pop culture I like shoes. it only as, as long as it's like that episode of The Office when they're doing it. Never seen it. Oh, I don't know. Sorry. The American one, not the English one. Um, anyway. let's, let's talk about SPCP Live for a bit. That yes. is Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Live, Saturday the 9th of July. Yeah. Me and Barry Nugent from Geek Syndicate are going to do a talk for 24 whole hours. Fucking hell. To raise money for Alzheimer's Society. We're going to have competitions and prizes. We've had some prizes donated. I'm really excited. Mm. I don't know what the competitions oh. are going to be, though. So it may well be at like 23 hours in, me and Barry will just be crying, going, I don't know, the first person to tweet me what my actual name is can have a prize. <laughs> if you come over and do the rest of this for me, <laughs> yeah. you can have all the prizes. Yeah, there'll be that. There'll be special guests. We've got Jamie Smart. We've got Sarah Millman. We've got Sarah Grayley. We've got... Kelly Thompson, we've got Lee Gallagher, we've got Andy Ewington, we've got some other podcasty types and friends and Jenny Hillblath and we've got like all sorts of cool people. I'm blanking, I'm sorry. There are lots of cool... Rachel Stott, Jeremy Horn, I think is how you pronounce his name. You're looking um, at me as if I know, but the problem is I, I and you probably I've never actually revealed this to you because I'm super antisocial and I don't listen to that many podcasts. So I don't know many of these people <laughs> at all, but you are very friendly with them. These are all do, comics um, folks and things. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, I think. That's I not hope. like that's not me knocking any of them. <laughs> I'm sure they're all wonderful at it. I just I don't listen to a great many podcasts that aren't like that don't involve Maddox or you. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I yeah. like that. You're all right every now and again, but um, <laughs> I mostly I like the sound of my own voice because I'm a narcissistic bastard. So 
you know. Brilliant. Well, if, if you... they want me to come on and talk, I'll listen to their podcast because <laughs> I like the sound of my own voice. But I hate the sound of my own voice. Because you've not asked me to be a guest, I'm now going to actively start taking money from charities to uh, <laughs> I'm going to walk ask, into charities and a, start taking I've things. I've got a little list of people to ask, right? But I'm waiting for some famous types who are fannying me about going every I'm time I contact them, they're going oh, can you give me a week? Because I've done it on my sketch and blah, 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 blah. And so I'll give them yeah, a week yeah, and then they're yeah. like, oh, can you give me another week? And then blah, 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 blah. So like, I've, I've decided now from today, which is like what, the 15th of June, this isn't going to come out until July, so this will be like well over by then. But I will absolutely, if nobody's contacted me back within a week, I'm just going to start offering them out to other people. Yeah, but I've only I actually know, got three the hours. Never the bride. I've only actually got three and a half hours left to fill, which is shocking because at this point, when I did yeah, it in 2014, it, like the dead hours or something. Yeah, 5:30 like... till nine on mm. the Sunday morning. <laughs> the hours when me and Barry absolutely need some guests to, to not let us. 5:30 to nine. Yeah, on the Sunday morning. Mm, eight till nine's not the worst, I suppose. Mm. Put five o'clock on a Sunday morning. I'll let you know. I like you, but... Yeah, not that much. Nobody <laughs> likes me that much, apparently. No. But yes, on Saturday the 9th of July, from I've nine o'clock... I've got two kids, go fuck yourself. <laughs> from, shut up and let me do my... Sorry. Pimping. From nine Sorry, o'clock... Sorry, this is more important. Nine o'clock, GMT... No, I just said nine o'clock now, I've got so bad... <laughs> <laughs> from nine o'clock, GMT, uh, you can go to mixler.com forward slash SPCP dash live. And that's for some reason Mixler without an E, so it's M-I-X-L-R dot com to listen in. Um, and you can give some money at justgiving.com forward slash SPCP live two. That's the number two, not the word two. For, yeah, it's all for a good cause. I think it's going to be good. I, I naturally just really panic about things. So even though I've done this before and it went really well last time and like nothing went majorly wrong except the fact that one guy didn't turn up so Barry had to like fill in for like two and a half hours anyway. Yeah. But uh, I am really nervous. <laughs> I'm bricking it. My biggest fear is that I'm going to I'm going to talk to people and be so tired that I'm not going to come across as a very good interviewer because yeah. I'll be like, you do a comic. What about that man? <laughs> You're all right. You know, when I get tired, you've seen me, I get really weird. Yeah. And start being really weird. Yeah. Not behaving weird, but like coming out with really weird shit. So. Yeah, there is that. It's probably more preferable. I think I'd rather have somebody just be falling asleep on me than be asking weird questions like, uh, I can't even think, I can't even think. <laughs> Can you that... taste colour as well? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even think, my brain's not wired that way until I'm like sleep deprived and mm. I start coming out with stupid shit. So, yeah. But it, no, don't worry, it'll be fine. It's going to sure go wonderful. And you got Barry as well. Yeah, he's podcast, a pro. He's, he's going to carry it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided he's carrying it. I'm just going to be along for the ride. Do you want to just like, do you want to get Dave in as well and just be like, and just be like, <laughs> fuck it. Do you know what? Like, look, I'm going to do, I'll I'm be not going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do 24 minutes of this 24 hours. You can do the rest. Yeah, that, that'd actually be pretty wicked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but no, give money, donate. Guests, donate some stuff. I think the art auctions will have finished by the time this episode comes mm. out, so I won't pimp those. But Mike did some lovely art yes, that yes, hopefully raised lots of money. I don't know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it was a really difficult guess, though, some of the things that he put up. I never guessed there'd be a turtle on there, but with it being about you. <laughs> or a Rick and Morty. Rick. Yeah. Like, yeah, who'd have thought? There anyway. were some that stumped me, but then again, I don't know anything about Adventure Time, so... It's because you're rubbish. Shall we go? Yeah. Yes, yes, we should. But donate. Donate, because it's a good cause. Do that. Do that. Do that. So... Latest taters? Fuck off, Duncan. Aww. <laughs> it didn't feel right.
right because it wasn't organic. Because we planned to do that I earlier. Know, I know, in joke a go go. <laughs> anyway, TTFN people. Ta ta for now.